Hello and welcome, future Alex here. Just letting you know, this episode contains some content that discusses child abuse, drugs, and sexual assault. Consider this to be your trigger warning, and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Wildlife Photography Unhinged. I'm your host, Alex Perditas. In today's episode, I have my good friend, Jack Medeiros on, and we're going to talk a little bit about kind of everything, including his personal journey, and just have some fun. So on that note, how are you doing, Jack? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? I am very good overall. A little bit, uh, I don't know, a little annoyed with certain things in life, but yeah, we're doing overall that. well. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. So Jack, um, first thing I'll ask you is, where can the audience find you on Instagram? Um, so yeah, just um, JM underscore wildlife. And uh, you'll see a guy with a goatee and a camera as the profile picture. That's me. <laughs> Yeah. I, I took that yeah. photo. Just so everyone knows. Yeah, shout out to Alex Perdidas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to that asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and um, right. uh, just would you care to introduce yourself a little bit um, and talk a little bit about what you shoot with and right. your uh, your shooting style? All right. Um. Yeah. So like I said, my name is, uh, well, like Alex said, my name is Jack Medeiros. Instagram is jam underscore wildlife. I've been doing wildlife photography for about, for about like around six, seven years now since I was, when I started when I was 16, like I think just turning 16 and um, I'm 19 now about to turn 20 in like a few weeks. So I started, and I started off um, shooting, shooting like frogs and stuff on my phone and progressed into a first DSLR and it went from just shooting like frogs and stuff to birds, mammals, all kinds of wildlife now. And I just, you know, continue to continue to improve and, and I'm still learning. That's about it for, for me, I guess. And um, what equipment are you using right now? Oh, yeah, right. I forgot about that part. <laughs> That's all good. Uh, yeah, I'm shooting um, the Canon R10 with the 100 to 400 um, RF version. And I'm also, uh, I'm going to be buying your 85, 85, yep. 1.4 for closer range kind of stuff. And uh, I recently just bought the your 21.4 Sigma Art Lens, which is, which is fantastic. I've gotten some good shots with that lately. And uh, I'm also planning to get the R8 and the 60 to 600 sometime down the road. I'm hoping, hopefully by the winter. And it's uh, just late summer right now. So that's what, my, that's what my gear is looking like as of now. Yeah, that's a pretty sweet kit. That that's yeah. one you've been killing it with that twenty millimeter. Yeah, thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's a really good lens. I wish I used it more when I had it. Yeah, I mean, it would be really difficult on your full frame because I mean, you know what I mean. It's um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially that fourteen millimeter you have. Damn, that's oh, like. Yeah, the fourteen. Uh, yeah, I I don't know if I'm gonna keep it or not. It's it's a very good lens, but yeah, holy shit, like it is. You have to be so close to use it. You'd be exactly. basically, basically touching the animal. I know that's that's messed up, and it's yeah. like you can't even really touch the animal depending on the size. Well, I mean, don't touch the animal anyway. But I mean, <laughs> to focus that close where you're almost touching it, I don't think you can even focus that close with that lens. It's because it's not really a macro lens. Yeah, it's, no, it's it's it focuses a few inches from the front of the front element. Oh, cool. um, okay, but you know, yeah. it, it's so it's so wide that you can't really get any yeah. macro shots with it. Yeah, that's, so, that's true. I'm at the 20. The 20 on a crop sensor is a, a little bit wide for a lot of, uh, you have to be like, you know, just inches away. Yeah, and the, the 14 is about the same focus distance. 
so it's just it's just like way wider yeah right? that's true the 14 yeah. tw- uh, on my full frame cameras is about twice as wide as yeah, the that's fucked up. yeah yeah that's wild yeah, yeah yeah it's like it i i've been trying to use it and like even you'll be like inches away from a swan and it's still full body shot damn yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's crazy yeah but you know what it's got a really interesting look right 1.4 14 millimeters yeah yeah that's pretty cool if i could use it yeah. it'd be great but yeah uh, the, the the irony is that i'm probably gonna sell it and yeah. swap back to the 15 to 35 which is yeah. hilarious yeah, be because yeah it's hilarious because i had the 15 35 before and i sold it to get the 14 yeah that's yeah that's right I remember you i remember when you had that lens and the the 15 and 35 the rf one right yep yep okay 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 yeah no like i had i had some issues with it um the, the 15 and 35 like yeah. the, the I found that the rendering on it was maybe not as punchy as I would have liked at 35. Mm. But now they have the 28 to 70, it kind of doesn't matter because I'll That's just use the, I'll just use that there. And yeah. I mean it, it it was a it was a great lens. The other issue I had was my copy out of the factory had a dust spot, like it had oh, a piece of dust good. in like yeah. in the lens near the back of the um the lens. Right. Yeah. So what happened is when I stopped down for landscape apertures, it would show up in the shots, and it just drove me insane. So I just returned that shit. Yeah. And I, and I just I, I really I should have rebought it, but I I just didn't. Yeah. Damn. Right out of the factory. Yep. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, I I borrowed a RF seventy to two hundred f two point eight. Also had a dust spot, like right at the back from the factory, and I'm trying to think hundred to five hundred also did. Yeah. yeah. I had Damn. bad luck, I had bad luck with the. Uh, yeah. Canon was doing it dirty there. Holy shit! Yeah. Well, yeah, and that, and that, that's why I was shooting Sigma lenses so so long. But the, yeah. the twenty eight to seventy has no problems, and it's mm-hmm. it's serving well. I'm recording my face here, yeah. it, although the audience won't see that. Right, that, that lens is sexy. Yeah, yeah for it's real, really sexy. Um, yeah. So, do we talk about your your personal style at all yet? I don't think so. Um, yeah, we we have your rambling about lenses there. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think we did. I don't think we did. Okay, yeah. yeah. How how would you describe your style? My style, I don't really have a style. It's I'd like to do a bunch, try a bunch of different styles from small and frame when necessary. Like uh, I I I will do like the, the occasional like uh portrait as well, like uptight portrait. Um, a lot of ma- a lot. Of, I'm doing a lot of a uh, wide angle macro type stuff with like frogs, snakes, and uh, reptiles, amphibians, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, you're killing with that right now. Yeah, thank you. But I feel like I don't know. Um, yeah, my style's always different. I'll do like these uh not really small in frame, but mainly kind of medium in frame birds mm-hmm. and uh mammals. Because I mean I don't I don't really I'm not a huge fan of uh this is my opinion, of like those really, really tight full body shots where there's not a lot of room for like the where if it's like the animal's looking in one direction, you know what I mean? Like yeah, they're yeah. very, very yeah, it's those... really frame filled. I'm not really a huge fan of that. Yeah, those Unless frame like, portraits. Yeah, unless it's like in the situation, that'd be the only way for that shot to work or something. But yeah, I, I don't really have a style. Because like my gear has always changed a lot. Like, I'm not, well, it's been consistent now, but I mean, it's mainly the lenses give you a different look sometimes, right? Like, yeah, I, for, like for like last year, about a year ago, I was shooting with a T6, Rebel T6 Canon with a 150 to 600. Yeah, I got piece, some decent shots on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I still, I managed to make it work. Like, those great horned owl shots, I, Oh yeah, last yeah, yeah. yeah I, I really like those. You know what I mean? But it was so hard. Like you know, what I, it was just so hard to pull off shots like that. That was just all luck. And um, <laughs> I mean, there there was a little bit of skill there. 
Oh yeah, the, yeah. There was like I yeah, some skill to compose, but I mean, just to see a great horned owl like in the morning on like on a tree stump, like hunting, is really rare on its own. And just I'm lucky that camera focused because it was so dark. Yeah, that's true. Was, that that camera and that lens. Yeah, man, that's it, focusing it was so loud too. But like the and then it's like in the sigma we always back focus or always hunt you know what i mean so like thank god and then it's funny because usually in i just have it was like four frames per second burst yep mechanical shutter but and it was uh turns out and actually it's kind of funny because all of them turned out sharp the i only took like about i don't know like 10 photos which is more than enough like different angles but they were all sharp and i thought only one was going to be sharp because i was also at like um like one sixtieth of a second like it was that was just all luck, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that lens yeah. is that lens is rough. I, I remember you yeah. um you gave you we we did a little trade and you gave me the yeah. lens in the, the camera and yeah. I I tried it out a little bit and I was thinking to myself like oh man you poor bastard you were you were suffering you were suffering there for a while. Yeah. I mean yeah that I also when I we did that trade I didn't know it was the lens was all dirty on the inside I did I didn't even see that because I I bought a you well my friend got it for me used. As a gift, we were like four hundred and fifty or like five hundred dollars, like really cheap for that lens. That was a yep. steal. So like, okay, I had to do that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, it was missing. You're missing the front cap on it. The inside of the lens was was, was like full of dust, and oh, the fuck. the front of, yeah. the front of the lens had some scratches on it. Oh my god! <laughs> no wonder like... it was four hundred and fifty. <laughs> and he drove off to fucking Bancroft to get it. One of the most weirdest areas ever. <laughs> met up with he met. They met up at the police station. This guy was selling it. My friend who bought it. They met up at the at the OPP police station. Oh yeah. And like the, the like what a weird place to like. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, guy, yeah it's know. a little weird. Yeah, yeah when when, weird when I sold when I sold that lens, I I sold for like five hundred dollars or something like that. And oh, yeah. the guy's like, the price was right. He looked at him like, and I'm like, please don't look at that too hard. Please yeah. don't. And I, I glued the uh, rubber ring back on. Oh, it was falling off? Yeah, the <laughs> rubber ring was oh, falling off. And like, I think um, like the uh, the mount seal was like kind yeah. of worn out too. Oh boy. And it, we didn't, I don't think there was even the uh, correct cap for it. Yeah, that, that sounds like me. I would probably order like a third party cap. Or like yeah. Some, yeah, that sounds something I would do. <laughs> And like the, the big selling point was that it had the Sigma dock. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. I, I didn't have a fucking lens cap, but I happened to have the dock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the, yeah. and then the, and then the ninety D, I uh, I sold. Oh that yeah, that's right. I had, yeah, I had that <laughs> one too. I, I, yeah. did, did I tell you the story of that? Oh man, it was horrible. No, not the ninety D. No, no, I don't think Fuck. so. Fuck. The ninety D was fine, like the camera itself, but no yeah. one wanted to buy it. Yeah, because and... I mean the R ten was out, and the, yeah, the R ten was already out. Right. And yeah. I, and then this guy reached out to me, and he offered me like he lowballed me real bad, but no one oh. else was offering, and I'm just like okay, I'll I'll wait a little bit, and no one else was offering, and then the they got some more offers that are even lower than his lowball. Oh boy. And I'm like, fine, fuck, I'll meet you. We'll we do, we'll do this. And, and then, let me guess, the next day someone offers full price. No, 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 no one offered full price. Oh. I mean, I thank God. Like honestly, no one should be off. No one should be buying a 90D for. Like a high yeah. price. If it's more, if it's more than R, if it's more than like an R10, you got yeah. scammed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the biggest scam of the century, right? Mm. And um, so I meet up with this guy. I was working with a client, and then I, after the client, I went up to the spot. It's like this like shady gas station, oh, in, yeah. the, in the middle of like fuck all nowhere, kind okay. of kind of near Mississauga. 
and Park, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He shows up on a motorcycle, yeah. and he has um. So I think it was like I don't I don't remember the cost, but I think he had like two hundred dollars cash with him, and it was oh way it was obviously God. way more than that. He's like he's like yeah, man. I'm gonna grab a let me, let me get my expression here. Oh oh <laughs> man, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go grab some more cash in the ATM here, and you you just wait here. And I'm like, oh fuck. Um, he's like this older brown guy though. He's not like, he's not like that suspicious. Um, yeah. But like, it was just, it was just like this. The meeting area was suspicious. I think, I think he was actually personally scared of me though, because I'm a pretty big guy. Yeah. And maybe he goes into the ATM, and he's no money. Oh fuck! Try to yeah. He's so what happened? So he had to try to pull it out on his credit card. So he had no money in the bank account. So he's like, oh shit. And then he comes out, he's like, I'm so sorry. I have no money in the bank account. I'm going to try to pull it on my credit card. So he pulls out an extra 200 on his credit card. Okay. And then, he, and then he's, which isn't enough, right? He needs yeah. like a few hundred more. And he calls, he has to call a credit card company for an hour. And I'm just sitting there. I was like, I better, I should just fucking leave. And so he calls the credit card company for an hour because his credit yeah. card has actually been hacked. And um, oh my God. he managed to get, he managed to squeeze on an extra hundred bucks. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, here. Yeah, you can have it for a hundred bucks off. I I don't even care anymore. Just let me get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then you can just see him like realizing the fact that he has no more gas left. He has to drive an hour, and his credit card and debit card are empty, and he's no cash. And oh, he just... so you, drove home? <laughs> you drive him home? I did not drive him home. Thank. I, yeah, I go. Yeah, go. Yeah, I was gonna he, say. he already he already fucked me over. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like like this this was a supposed to be like a half an hour trip, and it turned into like two hours of dicking around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking hundred dollars off on the ninety or the fucking highway, your choice. Yeah, and then he got, and then he was like, and then he was like, "Oh, can I keep the lens?" Because he he had he he had a, another camera with him, and he they had to trade to get the extra cost up. And he's like, oh, "Oh, can I keep the lens that I just gave you?" I'm like, "Just fuck off." And I I, I gave I, I gave him the, I, you know I did give him the lens. I'm like, "Ah, oh, you know you have no you literally have no money. You sad, you sad pathetic loser." <laughs> I'll give I'll, I'll I'll give you the I'll give you the fucking lens now. Just let me leave. And yeah, I just, can I, give give the lens. He can sell it to the guy at the gas station yeah. for a fucking cab ride home. Some yeah, honestly, like yeah. I don't even know. Like that guy was. I don't know what was wrong with him. He was just—he was an idiot. Imagine, imagine he's uh, imagine he's watching this right now. Imagine he just be like, "Oh, I remember that guy." Like he gets into he gets and starts wildlife photography because ninety D. Then he gets he hears about this guy named um, Alex Perditas, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna check out his new podcast," and then he just sees this. That'd be funny. This year's me shitting on him for the whole, what is it, half yeah. an hour or something? No, it wasn't half then an he, hour. Then he seeks his revenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comes, yeah, comes, comes right out of the mud. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, that would be, I was going to say something. Be hilarious. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was quite a, quite a tangent there. What was even the, what was the, the original question? It was like, um, the original question. It was about, it was about describe, your, and then we... describe your style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Let's, let's let's hop into another topic here, which right. is shore bejesus. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the shore bejesus. Okay, for anyone who doesn't know, I'll get it. I'll get into it. Alex has some pretty fucking some crazy shore shorebird shots, and. uh Honestly, they're honestly I'm not like I'm not just saying this because you're my friend. Like you're honestly some of the best shit I've ever seen. Shorebirds. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, no problem. And um, so then I'm just like, well, that I someone in that I know, I think it was Matt, 
said Paul started calling you like shore god or the shorebird god. Yeah. I said and I said the shorebird god just I don't know, like we could do better than the fucking shorebird god. So then I just I was just thinking about it one day. Like you told me you mentioned me you had long hair. Your hair's long again. So I'm like, okay, that's yep. it. He's short Jesus. So right. <laughs> and uh, I just I just had this like vision in my head of like like Alex is like you just coming out of the like the sand. <laughs> like rising, I don't know, just like shit from what you see in a movie. Rising out of sand with like a crown of red knots and like sanderling angel wings or something like I don't know, something like that. That's so fucking funny. I when when I when I when you first when you first said it, I yeah. thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I still think it's the <laughs> yeah, funniest thing ever. Jesus. It's like really short Jesus thing. I was a uh, a lot of like humor I get from like the wildlife photography stuff. Like I don't know. I just I uh, I'll send them to my my friends, like just bear, like my friends I just don't do photography, like just my kind of regular friends I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And they'll just they'll just like don't even know what it is and just start laughing. Like this shit's hilarious. Like my uh you know what I'm talking about. My yep. friend uh, has that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> for, another for another episode. But um, yeah, what were we just talking about? Shorb Jesus, right? Shorb Jesus, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I just, uh, I was just fucking around in uh, like this photo. It's kind of like a, a knockoff Photoshop for an iPad. And I just had that picture. And I, for some reason, I was, I was checking out your website. Your yep. new website. And I saw your like about me and it's a picture of you. Yeah, okay. I just had an idea. I'm going to Photoshop. I'm gonna blend your face in with Jesus, and then like, <laughs> then then I uh, then I just said, and then it was like a picture, you know, the famous picture. Yeah, so make yeah. the thumbnail, thumbnail for this video. I I think I might. I think I will. Yeah, just like make the one <laughs> like the new one I made with the clouds. Yeah, but it's more like oriented that way. And um, anyway, yeah, and uh, I was just thinking of that, and so then then I like, okay, there's something missing. You know what I mean? Like there's something missing. I didn't have the photoshop or the ai skills to generate hands and make it like red knots wings i just yep did not i will do that eventually when the shore bible comes out dropping soon <laughs> so, um, yeah that's good i'm going all into that um yeah but um fuck i'm so i'm so sidetracked i'm just trying to think like we're talking about short jesus we're right? talking about short jesus yeah you're, you're yeah, still yeah. on track okay um you're, what was i just saying though you, you just, just mentioned saying? the uh the shore bible dropping soon yeah, yeah, but before that, I was getting into that. Uh, oh yeah, um, the, 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 you're talking oh, yeah, about yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the Photoshop. I remember now, so I'm just adjusting the mic. Um, yeah, I was, I was messing around with Photoshop. And I said this thing needs something different. I already got like short Jesus in the in the dramatic clouds and along the beach. So I just decided to make this little border, like as a like a like a book cover or something, like yep. a book border, and just put a quote. And I said, I think it was a uh, changing the world one short bit at a time. Yep. <laughs> I, I thought I could have done better. I just like fuck. I, I it's already done. I just want to send this to like send this to Alex or like the group chat, the group chat we're in, and um, and I just I don't know. But it was it turned out to be legendary. So. Yeah, dude, that was that was hilarious. I I couldn't not share that. Oh my yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I remember um in the in the other in the goose poop chat. I think uh who was it that didn't even realize it was you? It was just like he just it's I then he's like oh. Oh yeah, yeah. He was um because yeah, I didn't even know who that was. I'm like for a second, and like how do you not recognize your short Jesus? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I know, and he, and he just met up with me in person recently too. Exactly. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, that's funny. I think yeah. we can move on to the um your personal journey a little bit. So um, yeah. I, I was gonna talk about this 
YouTube thing that was pissing me off, but I think we need to get into that. We'll, we'll come back to that in a bit. Yeah, we'll go back to that, yeah. So um, your childhood is not as funny as Shorb Jesus. Yeah, yeah. The mood just goes fucking yes. changes right now. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so fuck, where do I even begin with all that shit? Um, so I'm just trying to, hold on, I'm just trying to think where I'm going to start here. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so basically, um, you know, it's thing when you when you see someone any piece social media in general, not just the wildlife community, like you you don't know like someone can see my um, if for example, someone could think see my um profile and think oh, if they could think oh no, he has a nice camera, he's probably rich or like I, even though I'm nowhere near rich, I shoot with like you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's very easy to misinterpret like or assume things about people on social media when you don't like know the person like you know what i mean don't know the actual person like in yeah, real life no 100 percent. so so i mean there are probably a lot of people like i'm not I, i've have definitely i've told people kind of my story before you know mm-hmm. what i mean but i'm mm-hmm. not like i'm posting it on my instagram for everyone to see but i mean it's um but yeah it's um so jack we just talked about the short jesus part and which is very funny yeah um yeah but the reason I wanted to get you on this podcast was to, I think you have a really interesting perspective with your personal life and your personal journey in wildlife yeah. photography. And mm-hmm. I think that we should talk a little bit about that. So why don't we talk a little bit about your your past, maybe talk about your childhood and kind of the steps that led up to where you are today. So basically, you know, my, uh, my childhood, like if you look back to when I was, like, you know, like born and like how like my life is set up at that point. It doesn't really look like I would be like, you know, set up, set up for, you know, a failure and not fa- not failure, but set up to go with the direction my life ended up going in because, well, I was like, I was, you know, I was born in 2003, you know, my mom had a nice job. My dad did have, he was finally, my dad had a very, very rough upbringing as well and he finally was doing right when i around when i was born and in a few years before that he was doing really well like you know he had a really high paying job for canadian linen and um you know as a truck driver was getting a lot of money made and uh we we him and my mom bought a house in Amherstview, ontario just outside of kingston but it's really really nice and along the water it was um they you know it's like you think how can it get any worse and then my dad ended up, you know, losing his job, getting back into like, like, you know, selling drugs and stuff like that. And he, something was happening and he crashed, he crashed his truck, lost his license. And um, that's when, this was all before, I was only like one year old. So I don't really remember a lot of this, like, but that's where, where it starts to kind of fall down from there. Cause if that wouldn't have happened and my dad would have stayed on track with things, it could have been a lot, like maybe not like, a bit different than how it turned out mm-hmm. and um and then uh, you know after that that obviously had a toll on their marriage and about 2008 when i was about five years old and i'm just where i'm just gonna i can start to remember things and you know kind of comprehend what's really going on my parents say they, uh, they had they went through a really really ugly divorce and it's a uh, you know like in the movies when you see your parents splitting up and they say yeah uh, you just they kind of sit them down i'm not saying this happens in it happens a lot in the movies. It sometimes happens in real life, but it just depends how the parents decide to go about it and how they want to let their kids know. And they want to usually um, in the movies, they'll be like, sit down. Oh, me and your father are getting divorced. Like what? No. And like, blah, blah, blah. 
that's usually sometimes how it goes. A lot of people think that's how it goes, like in movies and stuff like that. But how it went in my situation is that they were they, as far as I know, and from but they have told me looking back on it is that they didn't have plans. Like it was obviously their marriage was strained, but I think they had hope that it was going to heal or something. But it turned out it was the last straw when my dad left a bunch of like ox, oxycotton needles laying out on the coffee table. I'm five years old playing with it. Like, look, dad, I fucking, look what I found. And just like, apparently I was, I was like a five-year-old kid, right? I'm just stupid. Yeah. And, and I, apparently I was putting it, like a guy was like, su- I had like one of those weird things I would suck on my shirt. Yeah, yeah. I started sucking on a bag of like drugs. And that like, obviously like my mom lost yeah. her mind. Yeah, for sure. Which I don't blame her. You know what I mean? But yeah. then and I, I remember that day. I remember like, I, I don't think I didn't know what it was. And, um, she started, you know, uh, like freaking out. And then I remember they got in a big argument. Like it was a whole blowout. My whole family came over. Every, everyone, my mom's side of the family all came over and just are freaking out. And they said, my mom's like, I want a fucking divorce. Like just screaming it. And like, and I, I, I don't know, but back then I knew, I somehow knew what divorce meant. And then like, they're mm-hmm. put up and that's honestly kind of how it happened. And then before that my dad was because me and my dad were really close not in the most healthy way for that age we would around that age he had me doing a lot of things involved with like you know stuff around around drugs yeah like you know like because he was involved in a lot of drug stuff and uh even he took advantage of the age i was at you know what i mean because i couldn't get arrested legally i could you know what i mean i couldn't mm-hmm. i could I, I could fucking be trafficking shit around any anywhere um below twelve years old and like I couldn't get arrested, you know what I mean? So yeah, but I don't know. I know really this is gonna sound fucked up to a lot of people, but it bring us close. I don't like it's not your typical. And we've obviously worked through our unhealthy parts of our relationship throughout the years, but um yeah. So anyway, we that's so when that that really had a toll on me because my dad like every little boy when they're younger that has a father in their life that's their dads are here like your dad's Superman, yep, pretty much and. And that's how I honestly, that's why I still thought he was even around that time. And, but then I never got to see him. And then I never got to like, I, I did get to see him every once in a while back then, but I, I stayed with him like, I, like through most of the weeks. I planned to like, go to my mom's to sleep at night after they split up, but just wasn't the same. It just, it wasn't the same. I just, I didn't, yeah. I just needed the fact that they weren't together and that was, and um stuff like that. And sometimes then it was for a while, my dad getting, worsen to his ways and you know um sometimes even starting to get into drugs he never really used to get into like doing them he would just be uh like more like selling it and stuff like that but then he started like kind of getting into his own shit and um so for a while i was staying only seeing him really on weekends when he was when he could handle it then mm-hmm. we would um my mom my mom would um i would say my mom's most of the time then she would she got uh she 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 was uh started dating this new guy named Clayton who was also super abusive, and he so he was like my stepdad for a while, and he then he destroyed he distorted my view on like my rest of my family. He would like he would like he would like um like not like he would like kind of hit me and like push me around for stupid shit like you know like just for being a kid, and then he just kind of made me feel like because knowing because he oh because I'm I'm um my dad's name is Dan I'm Dan's son you know what I mean I'm just gonna. I'm a scumbag, you know. That's what he. That's what he thought. That's that's so he up. just, yeah, man. He would, he would just like you know push me around all that shit, and just that kind of like made me, I don't know, made me feel like 
I don't know. And that caused a lot of problems with me, like more than you think um, down the line. So yeah, we had well, to I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And to, I know this sounds really deep at first, but trust me, it's going to get into photography. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, but yeah, we would, um, then that started happening. Eventually he just refused to take, like my mom, like moved into his house right away, but he had a house in a, not very, but um, after, was after my mom and dad's, but they had their, they, we had a, Place your nice place in uh Portsmouth Avenue, or the and that's actually where I le- I'll get back and back to that. But that's actually where I got learned my love of nature, like it was that house that mm-hmm. my parents ended up splitting up in. But because there was always like frogs and snakes in the backyard, I was like go catch them and just uh that's the way I kind of got my door my um, um eyes open to nature and stuff. But um anyway, back to what I was saying with uh, the Clayton situation. So eventually it got to the point where my mom didn't obviously didn't want him hitting me and stuff like that, right? And she should have honestly she should have just left him right then and there. But she was also going through some other things at the time. But eventually, so the solution was I'm gonna he would work most of the day. So then I just get I she got me a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And you know, um it it's for the first like I don't know, a couple of months, like it was just regular babysitter. I think she was then she got really manipulative and then kind of try. I think she really was really nice, like to me, just to kind of earn my trust. And then they, uh, she started to like, I eventually was getting like sexually assaulted and like pretty much like full on raped by her and her boyfriend for like, the, like a good two years of my life when they yep. would babysit me. And, you know, and that's, that's something I'm still working on to recover. I don't think I'll ever fully recover. Yeah, man, that's, like, that's, that's heavy. That's, uh... yeah that's tough it is but i mean i've definitely come a long way oh yeah from yeah. like from like when i was a, like as you know getting into a teenager getting into my teenage years because when you're you know if i was having to know i was about maybe five to seven or eight somewhere around then like you don't really know what that is at that time you don't know what rape means you don't even know like i just thought they were like hurting i was just bullies beating me up like i know that's already bad but like still yeah. I didn't know what the sexual assault was. So as I started getting older, you know, I remember around 12, like, do you know how when you're a kid in like grade three and the people or whatever, and they'll say, uh, oh, my dad told me what this word means. You know what I mean? Like they just start learning curse words and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? Like, and then I remember this kid, the weirdest thing to say, he told me that my dad told me what rape meant. And I'm like, what the fuck does I never heard that word in my life? And like, I'm, grade three or something like that and then that's kind of like when it started to sink in like and then it just got even worse because i mean what they did wasn't like regular it wasn't just like they, they were into like some really weird shit but uh and then i don't know that's like got into my teenage years that really uh it really got to me through acting out i started getting in trouble with you know the law and stuff like that yeah. i did a i did a lot of time in juvenile detention i didn't really ha- i didn't really have like any i did i did have good moments in my teenage years but it was never like for a long, long periods of time. I would, I would have like a like a couple months being free or something. And then I'd get arrested and there for another few months, like back and forth. But then till about I was about sixteen, sixteen. I just like I hated and like but the charges kept getting. I kept it was on some serious charges and I just you know what I mean. And as you get older, the youth punishment and the Ontario justice system gets harsher. Then when yep. you're eighteen, it's like when you're eighteen and it's like if you have a serious youth record. Many you turn eighteen and get an adult record, you can get fucked. You know what I mean? Like, yep. even if it's like you do, a, you do a not not like a, not a super serious adult charge, 
you get like something like a mischief or something, which is like or destruction of property. That's not really pen time, but yeah. if you consider the if the judge says look at youth record and stuff, it could be get a lot worse. But um, but yeah, so you know, eventually, just you know, I would um, I can't, I was just getting tired. Like I'm just I'm letting these people win. I'm letting like my babysitters win. I'm letting all the tragedies that kind of happened in my life like get the best. Like I'm letting them win. You know what I mean? And I just wanted. I want, I don't know, I just, like, then I started thinking one day, I just, like, what is going to make me happy? Like, I mean, I'm not happy doing what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not, like, just doing around, just getting involved in fucking the wrong crowd, pretty much following my dad's footsteps. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't like this. I don't enjoy this. So then I, like, it upsets my family. So I wanted to do something that I liked. And I always had music at that time. I, I was, I've been playing. That's my other big passion, other than uh, wildlife photography, is uh, music. I love playing guitar, and um, and playing guitar, writing and recording, singing and yeah. singing. Actually, in recent years, but you're you're very good at it too. Thank thank you, appreciate it. But um, the thing is, is that um, uh, I mean, I it wasn't always practical. You know what I mean? I was like, couldn't yeah. especially what I was doing at the time. It's I would um, I would I would play guitar like with I had a bunch of electric guitars. And I mean, I always, I just wanted to have like a little closure, like of like, no matter what time, where I am, no matter what time, like I, I might always have my guitar on me. You know what I mean? So if I'm going to start, I just want to use that as an escape. And one thing I just started thinking about, like what's always around me that makes me happy family. But I mean, what if I'm away from them or mm-hmm. like say I'm away somewhere nature, like literally like even just in the city, like just walk a couple feet and find like a bush. You know what I mean? Like, there's some sort of life in there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I remember, then I remember thinking like me and my dad, when we were younger. I know like our, our past with me and my past and relationship with him is kind of, it was fucked up back then. Like we, but we did have a lot of, you know, regular like father son moments that he, my dad, I think a lot of my good values I have as a person I get from my dad. So um, I started like going back, you know, to uh, like um, this conservation area we would go to, we'd go fishing and uh, we just see, like, I used to see so much of wildlife there. And um, so then one time I was, when I was uh, starting to realize, like, I'm going to start, you know, going, because it always makes me happy. I was mm-hmm. going for a walk. I went for a walk. I went for a walk in that um, um, nature reserve we always used to go to. And, uh, and I just brought so back so many, uh, like, childhood memories, the good parts of it. And it, um, and it just, I don't know. I was, uh, this is when I'm, I'm a teenager now, like, I'm 16, 15, something like that. And I would all, and I just like, and I was still missing a lot of that. When I was 15, I was like, I was, I still was missing a lot of that childhood wonder. You know what I mean? That's, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, considering what happened with your life, I imagine that it's yeah. quite uh, challenging to have that remaining <laughs> childhood wonder. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- exactly. You know what I mean? It's, uh, but it's, you know what I mean? It's not like it wasn't there. Like it just, it never, I never had a, like a chance to release it or show it a lot of the time. So when I was 16, I, I just, uh, I just started love, I just love nature. And every time I was stressed out, it's like, it's like, it was a weird feeling. It's like, I would like, it's like I wanted to be stressed out just for, I could have an excuse to just take off and just, you know, it was a really weird feeling, but like that part of it, but it was so, it was just so nice. And then I just, I just kind of refound that passion. You know what I mean? And I just, and it's like, it's, it's kind of like a first high in a way. Like once you have your first, like, I don't know, for example, like wildlife, like wild, really cool wildlife encounter. It's like, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's so you always want to have it again. It's like, yep. it's really, 
it's an amazing feeling. Like for example, like your red knot photo, you probably want or like the um the volcanic series. So you probably want that to happen again eventually. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. I know. I've been I've been um I literally <laughs> dream about that. And that's the thing yeah, that, I, those, I don't blame the, you. those are the things that motivate me to get out. Exactly. Um, and yeah. like I struggle with um depression sometimes. And yeah. you know, keeping those those thoughts in my head and that feeling yeah really helps me you know get through the day sometimes right i know that's honestly like that's like same things will often apply to me with um you know certain things because I, I used to find november was a really hard month because so many different uh things going on but also just just like november usually it's all gray and just there's no it's like a middle but middle the middle between like there's no everything's all bare there's no snow yet you know what i mean all the yeah. leaves are gone yeah, something yeah. about it just used to make me so sad. Like it's just like, but I have I have a really I have this photo plan I really want to do. It's kind of a new concept I want to try for Instagram. Okay, it's um I want to start. You know, I'm really into music. I want to start making themed like I want to take a photo like like those really important songs I have like in my life. Yeah, and I want to try to capture like a photo that kind of um. That kind of represents that feeling of the song. You know, on Instagram, you can like tag songs with your photos now. Yeah, I, I've also been thinking about this idea a little bit. I think it's a really, really cool idea. Yeah, and um, it's like I, I, I've seen, I saw this one guy on Instagram. I forget who it is, but he kind of just doing the same thing, but not to the extent. And it was um, it was like actually a song I really like too. If you're watching, I don't know what your name is. I'm sorry, but if if you're watching this. Thank you for that kind of idea. Cause it was um it was a smashing pumpkin song. Like it was like an instrumental, like a, yeah, yeah. a song. And it was and he had this um and this the photo we took went so well with the kind of the feel of the song. Like and I messaged him like hey, I love that I love that photo and I also love the smashing pumpkins. And I just we started talking about that idea more and and what I want to do, and it's very, very not gonna say easy to do it because I never tried it, but sounds manageable because one of the most important, really important song that means so much to me is a song called "November Rain" by Guns N' Roses. Mm -hmm. I love that song. Great song. And I want to, and I want to try to get a photo, like of a, I don't like um, it doesn't. I don't really know what yet, but I have like the kind of the feel like of like a. I want to get like something in the woods or like in or like in a pathway. I I, I just I'll have to know it when I actually try to do. I don't yep. really know exactly yep. what like what subject or what environment, but as long as it has this kind of mood, I want it like of an animal. Or a bird like like just wet or just like soaked and just kind of like looking down like I know not looking down but um kind of like looking up into the distance because you think about it like it, oh, it's yeah, all yeah, soaking yeah. wet that yeah. song's playing looking into the distance for a place of hope it's a really I I, I really I want love, to think I love more. that I love that I and, love that and that's what I'm really trying that's what I'm trying to really want to do this November and I mean I really I'm thinking about doing it with deer. Because deer, I mean, that's during the deer rut, so it's not only would it be a lot easier with them, it, but deer are also very social animals. You know what I mean? They have a lot of expression. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they come, and, and they're also the right size and shape for that kind of photo to work, right? Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't want you can do like a small and frame comp, but like this just wouldn't work. Yeah. Well, not like a super small, not like a, like a sparrow or songbird small and frame. That wouldn't work. But I mean, but I would want to include like. It wouldn't be like a portrait. It would be like a, like a like a medium and frame, maybe medium and frame large, environmental large and frame with with environmental. Yeah, because yeah. 
after you need to see the rain and the yeah but, that, that'd be super cool i really well yeah that's then what one idea i'm really so um yeah do you find that music influences your your photography a lot because i know for me um a lot of my photography is influenced by me well this is sound kind of we're like in like this realm of like sadness right now but like a lot of my images are created through depression kind of and yeah. i listen to a lot of sort of i guess emo music and yeah. when i'm creating these images I, that's why mm -hmm. a lot of my style is like this really dark and moody kind of look yeah. to it just because i'm i'm I have those like underlying sad thoughts. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, like, honest, yeah, that's for me. Um, I do have there. There are images. I I think with my images, like sometimes I don't like. I have a really, I don't want to say weird perception on like photos or like art or example, but I tend to see things. I guess no one, the, well, some people wouldn't see at first glance. Because I mean, I'll like I remember just in, like that rating chat, like. I find that I point out things and just not that anyone else thinks or agrees with what I'm saying, but I just find that I just happen to notice. I don't know, like I don't know how to explain it, but um, I just um, like are, well, we, are, we, are we are we talking about um, you're making like, the kind of connections to your personal life within images or yeah, that's just, yeah, that's what okay. I'm trying to say because um the uh. Was, uh, for example, that Osprey photo, I did a big caption about it. That's when I kind of first, uh, you, know, you know, the one I, I wrote a big caption. And it was actually about the yeah. conservation park that I, with my dad, I went to. I went this summer, earlier in the summer in July. It was actually July 6th or something like that, early in July. I went to um, I went to that place with uh, with another family member of mine. And um, and we um, we went for a walk there, you know what I mean? I, I went to go visit our exact old spot. It was like this big kind of it's a large river but it's not like a flowing river it's just like it's like a really really large pond but it's like a river shape it's called the cataraqui river yep and we would um me and i used to go fishing there a lot and uh and then sometimes when he would go fishing me and my brother would go and catch frogs and just you know catch them at least and that with that and um but i remember the one thing i'll never forget there are two moments is uh we saw an osprey in the distance like we mm -hmm. didn't know we thought we thought it was an eagle. I'm like, look, it's a fucking eagle. It's like when I was a kid, my dad didn't know much about birds and stuff. But then I remember we realized it was an osprey and near like I don't know, a couple of days after my dad Googled it or something. But um it we saw it flying in the distance. Like I just I remember it so clearly in my head. It was like flying against like the trees and the, the lake. Yep. And then it was um the image I remember, like I then I remember it came in really close. Just got 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 a pike. Just took off with it and landed by a nearby tree and just ate it. Yeah. But what I remember most about it is like it what I remember most about that encounter was not when it landed and caught a fish really close to us and landed up in the tree. Like it was more like just it, when I first saw it, like flying through in the air, again like the distance. Not like super like far away, like not really distant, but close enough for you to actually take like a decent photo. But I just remember it flying at flying across the pines. And then it's kind of funny because I was with my grandmother when that happened. And we were just talking about that. We were just saying, oh, I, mean, I was just telling her, I've had so many memories here. And But she'd never been there. I wanted to show her this is where a lot of the better parts of my childhood were, were spent. And uh, I was just kind of giving her a tour of the place. You know what I mean? Like, and um, and we were just talking about that. And like literally like five minutes later, like it happened. Like it was so, so crazy to me. Yeah, and, um, that's, that's 
that's, and that's I don't wild. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, then I have, then I have my camera on. I have my camera like right ready and just, and just click, 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 you know, and it was a, and I just, I'm like, wow, it was just, it's not like, you know, like, um, if you compare it like it to an image and like composed wise, like to my other work, it, it isn't the greatest, like I could have done better, but it just all happened so quick. And even if it wasn't like, even if it wasn't even composed as well as it turned out to be, I would still probably upload it just as a, I really wanted to share that. And I did get a really positive response. So yeah. I kept it on. Um, like it wasn't. Well, I I know it wasn't a bad photo. Like, but I just I I have better shots. Is what I'm saying. But it's one of the most like me powerful to me. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. You know what? There is definitely when you're doing photography, you, and you have a unique um, you even moment that reminds you of something, a moment that's yeah. special to you. For you, that image is far more powerful than if um if it maybe it's a great image but you didn't didn't invoke any emotion to you yeah um so even even if the audience doesn't necessarily see it a certain yeah. way it kind of doesn't matter yeah um, exactly like there's been times where um you know what i'll uh i'll upload something and it's i know it's not the greatest because i do have like people would call some people would call filler or something like i have i have like some really good shots that like the photography, like most of the, like not every photo I take has a really emotional, deeper meaning. Like mm-hmm. it's mainly just the, like my, how I look about, go about photography is that to capture things in different styles. Like I like to do different, I like to capture, um, I, like sometimes if the scene's right, I'll try to capture like a nice, maybe a nice portrait to show off the details or like focus on a feature of an animal. Like for example, like for like coyotes and wolves, it's really hard to get like a portrait like I yep. had that one encounter with a wolf, but for example, if I had the opportunity, I would I would love just to capture it as a face shot of like of a wolf or a coyote because especially uh, they have like so much story to them. You know what I mean? That's they one do. part of why yeah. they, so much one part of why they photography is to capture like certain keys elements of the animal. It could be um to other people, it could be uh you know like capturing an emotional moment or experience that you had in nature or any kind of experience. I try to do a bunch of different things. Because some people, I know there's a big controversy. Like, and pe- some people don't think photography is art. Like, there, it, it can <laughs> yeah. be art, but but there's also a lot of stuff as snapshots. Like, like, you can't, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah, can just... be art. It can photography can be art. And and if once it is once it is, like, done well and it is art, like, it's it's a beautiful art form because that's a, that's an actual photograph that actually happened. Like, I'm not saying I'm not shitting on any other kinds of art forms like painting. I'm like not at all. But a painting, it's just a painting. It's, it's not just, a, I'm trying not to say this and sound like an asshole, but, <laughs> it, it, but there's something even more special if a photograph done correctly, done correctly and you can make it an art form. Yeah, I It's agree. kind of like an extra bonus that, because it actually happened. Yeah, and I, that is the special part about photography, right? It is that yeah. it, it actually did happen. And yeah. I think that's where AI can't, replace photography because yeah it just it's fundamentally different right you can't just exactly. like and I, I have um I, i've had this debate before with people um mm-hmm. where there's the discussion of what style of photography is better than the other and what you sh- what limit you should put in yourself for in terms of editing and mm-hmm. post-processing yeah. and for me i kind of fall in the middle there where at least for like for editing where yeah. you 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 want it to be an actual photograph still yeah. because because the whole point of photography is that you are capturing something that is real 
Exactly. Um, like you don't want like you don't want like those European edits because like the, the colors are not that teal. Like there's the teal like you know what I mean with those teal edits of like eagles or like a, it's like a or like an great gray owl in like Finland and they're all like the blue and like yeah yeah I mean like yeah 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 I mean I don't know like if, if that was the poster or like a composite it was I guess it looks cool it looks moody but. That's it's not really for an actual photo. I mean, like if you were to paint something like that with those colors, I guess it could look cool. But like there's a great career owl isn't blue. You know what I mean? Like it's the trees, the pine trees around it are not dark blue or purpley, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I mean, yeah. I think that there is a little bit of room for like artistic interpretation of things. Like I think a, a little yeah. bit of a shift from reality is okay. Where I have an issue is when people are making like, like with the color shifting, I have less of an issue with that. Than yeah, I when, mean, yeah, like, 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 you know, when people will completely change the lighting in a scene, oh, yeah. remove remove the entire background, completely replace the perch. Yeah, um, I know some guy like that in Ontario. <laughs> I didn't say his name. But you did not I say his name. Know, oh, I yeah. think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. there's there's yeah. a few. There's a, yeah. <laughs> there's a few there's like a that. Few. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know that I that's where I draw the lines. Like that's not photography yeah. anymore. Like I'm sorry. Yeah, like you exactly. once you start removing the context where the scene's no longer recognizable at all. Yeah, it's not photography. And I know that's like 100%. controversial, right? Like it is. It is art. Like I will give it to you. It is art, but it goes yeah. against the entire principles of photography. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's more like a hybrid of like painting and like a like a photo like a Photoshop. Uh digital art like, yeah, it's, it's, a like digital digital, art. it's like it's like digital art with like maybe the duck or like no, like the whatever he's like it's, let's say it's a duck in a an overcast pond and he just makes it golden hour and like adds fog you know what i mean yeah like, i'm gonna like yeah and i'm gonna bring a guest on um soon yeah who's been photoshopping some of his shots to, to ever living shit oh yeah, yeah. and um I think I know who that is. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit and why yeah. he's moved on from that. Yeah, for the, for the most part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know we, we talked. You talked about getting portraits of of animals and difficulty and stuff. Um, what's your take on small in frame versus large in frame images from like an artistic standpoint and an emotional standpoint? Okay. Because, so, um, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'll. Sorry, sorry, I thought you were done. My bad. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> because for me, I'm always fighting that. Do, am I going to yeah. shoot small in frame? Am I going to shoot large in frame? I have a lot of lenses and I can sort of pick between them. And it does bother mm -hmm. me when someone only shoots one or the other because it feels like there's not yeah. much diversity in their style. So what's your take exactly. on that? So for me, like like I said, like I do have a lot of different comp style, composition styles. I'll, uh, I have a lot of medium in frame. I have like large portrait style and i do i do have a few really nice small in frames i like so i feel like a small in frame i'm definitely on side with small in frames but it has to be done 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 right you know what i mean it's um yep. it's a small in frame should have like but the whole point of small in frames is to include the environment around environment around it and if you have like if it's just a, a i mean i don't know it depends on the person's take on it like if you want to show it depends what you want to showcase like if you just showcase the environment but what in the environment is going to make it pleasing like let's say you have like a i really like to do small frames if i have like a bird on like a nice perch and like the sky or and the trees just the whole like surrounding is really nice 
I have this, um, it's actually pinned. If you go on my Instagram, I have the, the Merganzers. It's on two Merganzer pair in the small frame, uh, um, shot. It's, it's with the lake. It's with the sun setting and the clouds are just so like, we're beautiful. And I just, um, I included like tighter, like a looser frame composition to get the reflections on the lake. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at the shot right now. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. um, one, yeah, of, one cool. of my, that's one of my favorite shots. Yeah, the good thing with that one is you're incorporating enough texture in there, so it doesn't feel like a yeah. There is the style. texture. Te- yeah, the texture from the clouds is quite. That's that, that's kind of why I decided to do yeah. that. Yeah, I also could have the done, shot. Yeah, but um, and I do have a few look on there. I definitely have a, just a few smaller frames. I have uh, but yeah, like it kind of has to have like a nice surrounding. For example, I wouldn't do a smaller frame of like an owl a lot. I don't really do a smaller range of owls because. Unless it's in like a snowy owl or like a short-eared owl that tends to hang out in open, nicer areas. For example, I'm not going to do a bar, a great horned owl, small in frame a lot of the time. Like if it's in the woods under the pine trees, because you're just getting all those distracting sticks. And it's, just, it's not very pleasing, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, with my mindset on small in frame, right? And you've heard it a million times, and I think I've said it in the yeah. last episode as well. I, when done correctly and done in a way that incorporates the environment, showcases the environment, and um, yeah. is interesting, it works really well. Where yeah, exactly. I have like a pretty big issue with it, just from a, like a fundamental artistic standpoint, is when there's nothing going on at all. Like there's no texture, there's yeah. no, it's just smooth. Like then you're, like to me at least, as a viewer and as a photography instructor, like you're basically, it's basically a, like a bird on stick photo that's too far away yeah exactly i know i see that i see that a lot it'll be like a like a smooth already blurred background yeah and, and then just the bird just, just on a stick like just sitting there yeah it kind of gets and, like, <laughs> and then it'll be there, like a corner comp or like just like a bottom like rule of thirds like or like a like a vertical shot it just it makes no sense yeah, I, I see what you mean yeah it's like to me that it defeats the entire purpose if you like yeah like, and I, I understand like, the argument where it shows space but is it really showing space, especially if it's a telephoto? Your perspective is all is highly compressed. It's not showing an accurate sense of scale. Yeah, I just think I just find it to be. I don't know. Like I'm not 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 to shit yeah. on anyone's style, but I find that yeah. in many cases, with some exceptions, it does not feel like the purpose of the image really yeah. matches the actual image. Exactly, because I mean, and like you said about the space, like. There's gotta yeah, include to include space, but there's gotta be something in the space, or else it's just like I don't know, like yeah, like for example, minimalism, yeah, like there's a lot of empty space, but it, it's like the shots that you're describing, they're just like a basic, like um, mainly one color background, bird on a stick photo in a small frame. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It work it could work better with a high key. I find high key small frames. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like high key, you're removing an extra element there. Um, where now, like it is more about just space and less. There's no color there. You're not trying to add complexity, so it is more minimalistic, and it I think it works maybe a little bit better. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's it, it's it's tough, and and you know, it's I I go back and forth on it. I'm always thinking to myself, will I want to shoot a small frame? Will I want to shoot a medium frame, large in frame? It you yeah. know, it, kinda, it it really just it really does depend on the scene, right? I don't like when someone exactly. shoots one style only. Like to me, that just like that's like a red flag, photographically. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
It sounds yeah, like they just can't they just can't produce different types of yeah. shots. Yeah, and it's also like like there's obviously some photographers that that are like that, but they're they're still good in that style. But it's also should in my opinion, like if you're if you're already good, really good at one style, all your photos are kind of kind of have the same boring element, and it just gets boring and kind of less impactful after a while. And so I mean, if you can get good at one style, try to get good at other things. Like uh, I find a lot of people will just do they either just do like large and frame, or they do they all they'll do like just backlit shots, or like you know what I mean. There's yeah. different categories of wildlife photos, like not just like small and frame size, but like there's people like see people that like they take really nice backlit photos, but then just stick like they just they all look the same, just like maybe a different species or like. Yeah, yeah, I and I, I honestly I think that some people don't realize that the audience is seeing that, and this is something I worry about with my own photography sometimes, and that's why I'm I shoot these different series. Because then I shoot yeah. the series, have a similar style between the different images there, and then move on. Because yeah. if I start, if I drag out a series so long, uh, and every single shot ends up looking the same, it, even if the shots are good, it kind of it, it dilutes yeah. it dilutes the whole point. Exactly right, and like I, I think find... yeah. Oh, sorry. I, um, I think that yeah. a lot of people get into their head; they have to keep shooting the same style over and over and over again. Yeah, but. but what happens is they end up just diluting their entire style and ripping themselves off. And then mm-hmm. everything starts looking like filler. Right. Exactly. I also find, um, what were we talking about? Sorry, I'm all sidetracking. What were we talking about? <laughs> ADHD problems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, right. yeah. So we were talking about how if you, sh- if you shoot the exact same style all the time, yeah, everything ends up looking the same and you end up diluting your style. Yeah. Like I think, uh, that of that um for example like a style like just i think having a look and a style and the like, certain styles are different because i find for example you like you have like very dead you try to do different styles you know what i mean like for example you'll do like those like darker kind of low-key shots for a while and in the series you know what i mean but like at the same time it has like there's nothing wrong with having a look like i mean it's still yeah. like i call it the pretty i call it the pretty just preset that's just my <laughs> nickname for it but it's like you know what I mean? Like every time I see it, it can be blindfolded. Like that looks like an Alex photo. I just has like it has that you can call it the pretty just dust. Uh like that's what you called it, or like yeah, the pretty just pretty, dust. Yeah. The short <laughs> Jesus, the short Jesus holy water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know what I mean? But also you yep. do very different styles, like the shot of but see, also I think a lot of it is that you've been to different places in recent years too. Like you get the California shorbs, which is a very different vibe than your short shots in like yep. Ontario. And uh, there's so many different factors in a, that can play in the style. You know what I mean? Because uh, like, also, yeah, that's another thing is that uh, I want to um, touch on is that location, like different parts of the world can like just honestly, just being in a certain, like um, be, being in a certain habitat or like uh, can honestly like give you a look, but even if you're doing the same kind of things, yeah, yeah. If that makes any sense. Like, yeah, yeah, it does. It I think, does. like, for example, even if, like, if you're in Europe, like, or, like, or not Europe, but, like, like Finland, Norway, like, it's, it's a lot of, like, like boreal, like, pine forests, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, I don't know, even if they, even if they edit, like, a regular edit, you're like, you know what I mean? It's not, like, a teal European style edit. You can, um, it just, I don't know, it just, it look, it would look very different than if I shot, like, a wolf 
because I think I was shooting a wolf in Norway in like a very like uh, those boreal forest settings, and then if yep. I shoot a wolf in Yellowstone and like the open, they look completely different. Yeah, the, it's yeah, so hard do. to explain because I, I find when I um I because I found when I I went to uh so when I went to Quebec with uh Kareem and Ash and Justin, my photos just look I don't know like for example that bullfrog photo. I it looks so different than the frog photo, also because of the light. But even if I tried with the same light, it just looks something about it because the environment. You don't, I don't in Kingston where I am. You don't really have those large lakes surrounded by pine trees. It just has like a look to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The 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 vibe is different. Different. The vibe and just yeah. Yeah, I mean, like when I was in California, it just it gave me a completely different vibe. Even though I was shooting very similar stuff. Uh, yeah exactly it's kind of like the same the same kind of style the thing with shorebirds is that it's um there's only there's only like not many ways to shoot shorebirds like yeah they got to get eye level there's just the fire and the environment the key things of the environment are the only really things you can kind of do to get creative you know what i mean yeah you know what we, i mean if, you, if it's, it's, it's this beach thing about beach settings like those ones the white pure white sandy beaches I mean, yeah, yeah so i, I, I think um, i think better way to say that would be with with like kind of standard shorebird environments there isn't that much that you can do creatively because there just isn't that much to work with and yeah. um yeah, whereas if you have more complex environments with shorebirds you have more possibilities yeah when i was in california there was a few different environments and i ended up ended up uh that came off weird i ended up focusing on this one little section is a few hundred meter section of yeah. rocks mixed with oh, yeah, yeah. and yeah. i found that section to be very 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 productive and yeah. really interesting okay. because it, it was an ever-changing kind of dynamic environment so there's a lot of tidal movement there there's a lot of waves there's a lot of sea foam whereas in the other spot yeah. I, I went to it was just like that standard flat beach and don't, yeah. don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with those standard flat beach photos per yeah. se it's just that because everyone aims to have a very plain more minimalized image they yeah. end up looking very boring and normal yeah and then plus multiple photographers are probably gonna go with like you said go for the same thing and it gets repetitive after a while like, oh it's just another um blank shorebird shot yeah like w when i got into shorebirds i honestly did not realize that there was so much possibilities because i wasn't yeah. seeing that much diversity right like because you're gonna see right. those plain basic boring like essentially bird on stick equivalent photos of the shorebird just on the clean sand yeah. and then you'll and then you'll also see those images where they're more maybe maybe smaller frame but it's also a clean beach and you'll have like a, yeah. like a, a sunset or something yeah and, you know those those are interesting for the first time you see them but then when you see like a thousand of those those become boring as well yeah and so when i was shooting shorebirds um i, I didn't realize that like there were yeah. other ways to photograph them and what made me break through that was when I was in Quebec and there was the rapids there. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I went to the rapids, there was a... a okay, so I originally went there a year before to photograph... Um, actually, there was actually warblers and um, waxwings that would sit on the rocks. But because oh, the wow. water level was different, I was photographing a spotted sandpiper. Yeah. And that environment is super chaotic, super hard to shoot in, actually. And... Mm -hmm. There's just water spraying everywhere, just absolute chaos. And that is the moment that I fell in love with shorebirds. 
Yeah. There wasn't, there wasn't any of this, like, like the Volcanic series and Splash series, the California stuff. That all came because I fell in love with Shorebirds from this particular scene, or else I wouldn't have shot them at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. I remember, I remember that. Cause I remember, um, I remember the, the Shorebird shot. Like, I remember when I first met you, like, you had like maybe a few Shorebird shots. But like you, like you know, you weren't sure of Jesus yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you mainly, yep. I mainly, you did a lot of, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like it was a lot of songbird stuff. I remember that, like a, like wax. There was like foxes. I remember you were shooting a lot of foxes back. Yeah, then too. I did. I did a lot of foxes. I did a lot of sparrows and songbirds. Yeah, like songbirds. Yeah, yeah. raccoons I, stuff I, like that. Oh yeah, raccoons. Yeah, yeah. I remember those ones. Yeah, the um, a few owls I seen too. Like I remember the screech owl. They yeah, I remember, I was, they oh, yeah, I was photographing some screech owls. Now you hate owls. Now. <laughs> now I hate them. I don't hate. I don't hate. Here's the thing. But, I but like, they are. I, I, but they are very overrated, though. Like it's, they're beautiful birds. But I mean, a lot of people on Instagram are just overhyped them. Like they're definitely overhyped. Well, in, you know what the thing is in Toronto too. They're yeah, just okay. so heavily photographed here, and yeah. all the shots look the same. And I feel absolutely nothing when I see them. I know that I know a lot of people really like going to the spots, but. Like and also the ethical, the ethical <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. There's down. there's a whole ethical debate. There's a whole ethical debate with Downsview Park. Yeah. And um there's the whole recent screech owl thing. And like I I've yeah. seen a lot of bad behavior too. Yeah, oh, yeah. photographing them. So I completely stopped and I don't even don't even really look at the images anymore. Yeah, it's honestly like you can when you see an, a shorter owl with Downsview, like you, you just like you don't even hide don't even take location, don't even see who took it. Just it gives you like a downs view vibe. I don't know how to it explain does. that. Like you know what? It's, like they all work the same. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I can't help but sit there and just feel disgusted when I look at those shots. Yeah, because um, they were probably like even if that one photographer wasn't flushing it or baiting it or whatever, some of that owl was. They well, the owls are are, are baited. Like they're not everyone baits some, but they're. It's a very like they're all, they're always flushed. You know what I mean? People are always getting way yeah. too close. Like, yeah, you know what it is? It, 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 they're flushed, and there's also a lot of crowding there. Oh, yeah, they, oh, yeah, they, the crowding. they have that celebrity status. Um, so I, yeah. I definitely I understand why. Yeah, owls are... like thing is with owls like people always think that. Unless I'm not trying to go deep into owls, but I mean, people think that um, oh, like getting too close to them, like yeah, obviously it depends on the species. But I had a barred owl at my shooting location, um, like literally like land fly towards me land about 10 like only like less than 10 feet away from me eye level too close to focus with the lens i had at the time and just hunt right in front of me not even care that i was there but i find this with the so people say oh you're way too close for it like you know what i mean like some cases true probably but i mean it's the crowds like owl i find like if there's like crowd people 10 feet away it's like the owl is probably gonna die of a heart attack you know what i mean but if it's like one person yeah, I find, yeah. depending on the owl the individual and the species they just sometimes just don't care. Yeah, back, which back enough. yeah. So back when I started photography, um, or actually, this is actually a little bit before I started photography. There were two owls yeah. that lived on my university campus. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I remember yeah that. barred owl. Uh, and I got like that barred owl. Like you would like land next to me and stuff. It was it was really chill. And then there was a snowy owl too that was also really chill. And wow. They didn't care, but like you know they. They didn't like they didn't like people. So if you crowded them, they would be flushed off or or spooked. But you know, if you just one person no, one person not being very threatening and you're just viewing the owl, they didn't really care. Yeah. But you know, it, it's yeah. really it's really tough when you're dealing with lots of people because you don't know if 
like even like you can kind of tell with their body language but you do have to um err on the side of caution because you know you don't want to be stressing the animals um too much and that, that's the problem i have with a lot of toronto wildlife photographers in general and, and i mean yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know if like i think some of them are just not educated and then yeah. other ones other ones I, I other ones i know for a fact are just bad people yeah, they're, just, they're selfish, and they, they they know what they're doing. They just want to do it because they, they want to get the shot. It's, yeah, yeah. So that, that's people. one thing I worries I don't like dealing with them. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's move on to the next hot round question here. All right. Um, primes versus zooms. So you have both of them, and I also have both of them. What are your thoughts yeah, um, on the pros and cons of using these kinds of lenses? Well, for me, honestly, if if I can find a zoom that is like you know still. Forms as well, like you know, for example, if I had an option between like a, like a two hundred to six hundred, let's say Canon releases the NRF two hundred to six hundred six point three, yeah, for a six hundred f four, but image quality other than the aperture is like you know if it's sharp at six hundred and sharp all the way kind of through, I'm honestly gonna pick the zoom lens because I love having that versatility. I love having that versatility of being able to zoom because I hate switching lenses, especially in the field. When I switch lenses, I find I'll get I get sensor dust in my camera, like or like I'm really bad for that. But I I try to. It's just kind of hard to maintain it when you're always switching lenses. That's one thing of like why I want to get the R8 is I want to get. I'm not going to buy the R8 just at once. When I, I'm hoping to get the 60 to 600 and the R8 together, hopefully once mm -hmm. you know I can be able to afford it, and then I'm going to keep the R10 as my wide angle camera because even 20 millimeter on a full frame is still kind of. I actually yeah. love it because it's like it's twenty eight millimeters on the R ten, which is more than usable, more than doable for wide angle. So oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, so I'm, I'm honestly, in the, yeah. yeah, I'm in the same boat when it comes to primes versus zooms. I used to be far more in the camp for primes because I love that. I love the wide open aperture, right? Yeah. But I was sort of forced into switching over to zooms in some ways. So the first one I had to dump was my 402.8. So I had a 402.8, which was awesome to have, in theory at least. And, yeah. you know, super fast aperture, lots of background blur, yada, yada, yada. It's yeah. holy grail lens, right? But the issue with that is you just don't have the versatility and you are going to be missing shots. And sometimes those shots are going to be the shots of your lifetime. Yeah. And I had a situation where I had a fox cut a squirrel right in front of me. Perfect lighting, perfect background, perfect everything, except I needed 300 millimeters. And I had 400, Aww. and I could not get the shot. And yeah. I, I not... when it's that close too. Like it's always like, <laughs> yeah, it's always you know what I mean. Like those like um, when the animal's close. Not, I'm not talking about close filling the frame. I'm talking about like physically close. Yeah, physically close. And yeah. I have like nightmares about that right now. Like I still have nightmares about it. PTSD, Vietnam flashbacks. Yeah, that was the day yeah. where I was just like, okay, fuck this lens. And then I bought the 200 to 400 f4. Yeah. And you know what? 200 to 400 f4. I absolutely love that lens. Now, there are some new lenses that are either just coming out or coming out soon that will yeah. be kind of in that ballpark where I'm thinking about making a switch again. Right, that would be the 100 to 300 2.8 and then yeah. the rumored 200 to 500 f4. With a built-in TZ, that's, that's a, honestly a dream lens. Yeah, so we're see cuz I don't know if it, I don't think it's going to have a built-in TC on the 2 to 5. Um, yeah, like, that would be, yeah, it would be, be like a like a three hundred or seven hundred or something like that. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. So I think they're gonna Canon's gonna come out with a, this variable TC thing. 
where it's like this teleconverter that, that, that you can change, right? Yeah, like a Zoom telecon. That that would be incredible. That'd be mind blowing. I yeah, like that would make built in TCs obsolete completely. Yeah, oh, 100%. percent would probably be like expensive, like probably like, a, like yep. a, the same, like like the like a thousand dollars or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And for okay. people who don't know, my two hundred to four hundred F four has a built in TC. So when you flip that in, it becomes a 280 to 560 F5.6. Yeah, wow. And which is very useful, except, you know what? Like, I've come to realize that extra reach doesn't actually help you that much in a lot of scenarios. Yeah, so I've actually I mean, stopped using that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Because people seem to think like, oh, I want more reach because the animal's farther away. Like, I mean, like, you're not going to get a good shot if it's really far away. Like, it might fill the frame, but it's just going to amplify all the atmosphere and the stuff around it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, if an animal's already close to you, like, if an animal's like physically close to you and you only have like a two hundred millimeter, three hundred, and you're and you want to get a bit larger in the frame, but it's like already like physically close to you, just not close, showing up close in your lens, then that's where like a longer focal length is work would work. But I saw this guy actually shooting. Um, the other day, and this guy's looking looking at this osprey just down by my house, and um, it's like fuck. He's like, wouldn't an eight hundred six point three Nikon be useful right now? Like, it's like halfway across like the lake, like getting towards Wolf Island. Yeah, and I'm no, on that, Lake that's, that's, like that's like that's that's ridiculous. That guy's uh, and even even eight hundred would even really fill the frame. Yeah, that guy and, is uh, what you call a garden variety moron. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like I have the eight hundred five point six, and yeah. the way the way I think about that lens is my working distance is mostly the same. It's just that my subject can be bigger in the frame. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think of it as extending my range. I only think of it as you know making a larger in frame image. And if you think mm-hmm. about it that way, it's you're gonna be really successful. If you don't think about it that way, you're probably gonna get a lot of soft shots. Mm-hmm. And same thing with oh, teleconverters yeah. too. Is you just use it to fill the frame a little bit more. If it's too far away, like properly too far away without a teleconverter, you're fucked, right? You're just yeah. completely fucked. Yeah. Okay, next question. Birds versus mammals. Okay, I'm going to have to say uh, generally birds. Okay. And that's, I, but I love mammals, but I love mammals too. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go with birds, especially shorebirds. But if oh, it's, yeah, between, yeah. If it's yeah. between like most birds and like a mink, I'm picking the mink. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for example, that's with me. With uh, I love... Um, how do you pronounce that? Mustelids or must must? Mo- like, what do you call it? Uh, mustelids. Mustelids. Oh, really? Oh, that was mustelids. Anyway, mustelids. Uh, mustelids. Yeah. Doesn't mu- matter. Mustelids. I'm gonna call it mustelids because like moose. I don't know. Just uh, yeah. They're honestly like mustelids. are so like amazing animals. Oh, they are. Like, they I, are any any. They know they're so fascinating. Like, I call I call they're like the. They're so fascinating because they're like, for example, like they're the only animals that will actually like, like actually like kill another animal for just for not, not even no purpose, not for food. Like, I mean, people say that's a misconception, but it's actually that I've honestly, I've, I've seen, uh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen, um, I've seen, I've seen, uh, I was a least weasel like last winter, all white, and but I just, it just killed it, it just killed a, like, I'm not sure, like a red squirrel, killed it yeah. and then just left it there. Then I thought it would maybe come back, but then it just long gone, disappeared into the snow. And I was hiking for another two hours, came back, and the red squirrel was sitting there, crows picking at it. Yeah, I've seen there's there was this legendary mink that lived near me, 
that would try oh, to yeah. you try to progressively kill things that are bigger and bigger. So it started oh, off with like <laughs> yeah, start off with killing like you know the small animals and and then it will try to go after the ducks, and eventually it would be trying to go after the um, the geese, and then it end wow. up fighting a swan on the ice. <laughs> and then that and then I went to photograph it another day, and it came up to me and tried to like was like sizing me up. It was really interesting. That's crazy. It's yeah. like you told me. Remember you told me this uh cool story about the fishers who taken out lynx successfully in Minnesota. Yeah, there's a whole paper on that. Yeah, they yeah, they'll, like, hunt actually, them, they'll hunt them in snowstorms. Then, yeah, they'll kill them. Yeah, they're <laughs> so smart. Like they are so smart. Like they just they all they're, like so creative ways to get in the throat. Because once they get to the throat, they're dead. Like that's how they do yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so next question: What's your favorite animal? Okay, how about favorite bird and favorite mammal? Okay, fine. Favorite uh, bird, favorite mammal. Oh yeah, that's honest. That's still hard. Um, I'll I'll give you mine. So my favorite bird is red knot. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite mammal yeah, is the American mink. Yeah, I knew that. Um, but um, I, I Martin asked me the same question on this, and I I don't even remember what I said because honestly, it does change a lot. Honestly, I think my favorite. Okay, I don't know. Okay, that yellow legs encounter I had recently when it came within the wide angle range, I didn't have my wide angle with yep. me. I, I at least I got some shots at 100 millimeters. Um. That was just so cool because I I don't know like yellow legs are starting to become one of my like they they've already become at least my top five favorite birds. They're just I don't know, like they look so much bigger from far away. Like you know what yeah. I mean? I know they're small. Like I knew they're small. Like I'm not saying they're not the size of like a heron or anything, but but when you actually come and like see them in person, like when they're that close to you, they look oh, yeah. a thousand times smaller. It's incredible. And your um, favorite, favorite mammal. Okay, that's okay. Hold on. Um, I th- honestly, I think in general, this might change. It's probably going to change. I'm not really just trying to save time. Either a yellow legs right now or a great horned owl are probably my favorite birds. But I have okay. so many, and I have so many. So I also love a lot of warblers and herons and raptors. It's, I love all birds. Warblers, but, uh, you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, warblers are frustrating. Like, I don't know. Once you actually have a really good encounter with one, it's like it makes up for it. Really yeah, you know cool. what? I I don't actually hate warblers. That's just I, a, I know. a common right. misconception. I'm just clarifying for the audience because I shit on yeah. them all the time for fun. Yeah, um, warblers are actually pretty great. I just don't photograph yeah, the, them. Yeah, honestly, you could. You, I mean, no, you could. You could. Do, that's something you should try. Like after a warbler season, like in October, like mid October, because you've you've gotten some good warbler shots. I have that Cape May warbler series was really nice. Yeah, yeah. You well, know, okay. I have some good spots near my house for them. Yeah. Um. Okay, so also and probably favorite mammal has have to be a gray wolf or a fisher. Cool, nice answers. Yeah. Um, okay, this should be easy. Dogs versus cats. Honestly, this is not easy for me because I love dogs, but I also have four cats. My mom has four cats, and I love them. Probably, I'm gonna have to say dogs. Okay. What is this? Okay, shitty... uh, dog, dogs that are dogs that are on <laughs> dogs that are on leashes. I don't, I don't like. Yeah, yeah, we're we're assuming dogs on leashes and indoor cats. Here, so just to, to oh, clarify. Yeah, well, honestly, yeah, probably dogs. I'm not, yeah, okay. dogs. What's the shittiest piece of gear you've used? Oh, fuck. Okay. I think you already might know the answer. And it's, okay, just, yes, it was Hamron lens. That should, and a Nikon body. That should say this. I shouldn't have to say more. But I mean, it was a D5200. Actually, no, I've actually, and a Tamron 70 to 300, like the original. Okay, actually, no. I've also used even worse. Okay, I've used so many gear. I gotta think. I've used this old film lens. It was like made in like it was an autofocus lens from like 1986. <laughs> yeah, and it came. It came with um, 
Okay, it's good. So it's a sigma 100 to 300. It's like F 6.3 at 100. Oh, is, is, that so the like, one that, is that the one that Martin had also? No, this is a no. Martin had the 70 to 300 Tamron. Okay. I had, I had a side the sigma. It was like, it was, it was like eight, it was like 8.3. It, was, it wasn't a 6.3. It was like an 8. What the fuck? Oh, that, that Actually, sounds no, no, okay. No, wait, never mind. No, it was from, I'm tweaking it. It was, um, it was a 6.7. Okay, it was not an eight, but it was six point seven at three hundred, and like a five point six, or like no, or like a four point five, something like that, at one hundred. And it was like okay, when it, we do nail focus, it's just soft, like it's just it was a garbage lens. Yeah. So for me, the worst lens, so the worst piece of gear I've ever used, was definitely the Tamron one fifty to six hundred G two that oh, I yeah. borrowed from my friend. Holy yeah. shit! I don't know if it was a copy or something. But that yeah. thing was a pile of garbage. Like I couldn't even mimic my own my own fucking style <laughs> with that. It was such a piece of shit. It was soft. It would miss focus every single shot. The IS didn't work properly. The optics were just like it just image quality was just disgusting. The rendering was disgusting. Yeah. The, I mean, it had decent background blur, but it wouldn't doesn't matter if your images are all soft. Right? soft. Yeah. I also uh, yeah, six hundred to six point three is a lot of background blur. Yeah, it's it's I don't know, like that lens, it was just it was disgusting to use. Like I I, I remember shooting shorebirds with it and Boy. um I had to turn off the IS and manually focus the thing just to get sharp photos and stop it down to F eleven. That's fucked up. Yeah. And like like I know a lot of people a lot of people praise that lens. And you know what? Like if if you love that lens, please let me test it because I I want that to be a copy problem. Because that thing was a just a yeah. piece of dog shit. It was awful. Yeah, I mean the thing is, um, yeah, that lens is. Uh, I've I've heard a lot of people. I've heard some people say it's better. I disagree because I've actually I've I've used that lens. I've never owned the Tamron version, but the Sigma is the Sigma. People say the Tamron um, G two is better than the Sigma Contemporary, which I honestly I disagree with because I've I've owned the believe you tried the. The Sigma that I owned, yeah. I traded, but I mean, the Tamron, I mean, like, like, what are your thoughts? Like, the Tamron is significantly worse than the Sigma. Yeah, so I had, so just for context, everyone, I was testing lenses at the time when I had the Tamron. I had the Tamron, the Sigma, the Canon 100-400 Mark II, the RF 100-400, the RF 100-500, um, I think 800-F11, uh, and I was comparing them all to each other. And I'll say that the Tamron, I had like a score system, right? So I had image quality and autofocus, yeah. all, all this stuff. I'll say that the, that the Tamron is built better than the Sigma is. Oh, yeah. It's like a Sigma contemporary. And yeah. the lens hood is better. Yeah, the lens hood on the Sigma is garbage. The, <laughs> it falls off all the time. Um, yeah. The Tamron, though, it lost pretty much every other technical comparison. That I had it yeah. was it was it was it was one of the worst you know it, like it literally was the worst lens I've ever tested like, ne- <laughs> like I've never did not you tell me at 400 millimeters something it was razor sharp oh though. yeah 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 it's really weird if you shoot it as a as a 150 to 400 it's pretty good like it's actually really good it's sharper at well the te- the, co- the copy that I had which sharper when you zoom to 400 lock it throw a TC on and so it's 560 than it was at 600 stop down it was sharper wow. at 400, cropped into 600, than it was at 600. 
it was it was like a really it was a really bizarre lens and i don't know what the fuck was wrong with it and you know, the funny thing is it, it actually was probably actually it probably actually won the 400 millimeter comparison if i recall yes yeah, so it was sharper well, that than. That would the... be so confusing for your viewers because you're, you're pretty much it's you're saying it's a garbage lens, and then all then it then it's winning at four hundred millimeters compared to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you have to, when you're doing that, you have to be. I, I can't tell everyone everything, right? Yeah. So I have to be cognizant of how people are going to use the lens. If you don't use it, because the reality is, people are going to buy it to get six hundred, but mm -hmm. the lens is at six hundred is nearly useless. Pretty much. So yeah. if you can, if you can hold yourself back a bit and shoot it only as one fifty to four hundred, it's actually mm -hmm. pretty good. It doesn't have any autofocus problems when you use it that way. Its image quality is good. You can put a TC on, and it works with a um with a mirrorless body, and uh -huh. it, it just worked worked well. You don't have to stop down. It's sharp, wide open. Yeah. Um, but then you know the reality is people are going to use that six hundred. Just leave it at six hundred. I'm just 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 being just being honest based on how most of my clients shoot and most people I talk to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you use it that way, it's terrible. Like you might as well just get the uh, uh, literally anything else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, man. what is yeah, your... you're, you're not the only person I've heard say that. I've heard people say it's decent. Like I've heard people say it's like it's still not the best, but like, but I mean, it's yeah, it's not a very good lens. Yeah, Tamron in general. I just find Tamron glass just. Sigma and Sigma or like any other like native like glass for a camera body like Tamron just shouldn't exist. <laughs> just uh, what, yeah. What was, what was that? What was that hashtag? Was it N Tamron? Yeah, it was N Tamron twenty twenty four. Yeah, you know I don't think every Tamron lens is bad. Like they have a few good primes and they have the um some of their yeah like, I've, heard, I've heard their I've heard their primes are uh like are decent but I mean. They're like their portrait prime lenses, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Like a. They, but, but, I've, but I've also but they have like these like like this Tamron like is like a one eighty zoom lens or something. Seventy, I've heard that 70 one, to one eighty, or something like that. Yeah, I've heard that lens was uh, it, and it was decent image quality, but the autofocus was like horrible. Or I don't know. I've I've heard a lot of mixed things on that lens as well. Yeah, I mean, they actually made that lens for um, Nikon. Like they they they, they actually manufactured it for Nikon. So Nikon has a 70 to a 180 and it's exact same optical formula, different housing, but it's it's the yeah. same lens. So I'm curious huh. how that's going to do. I've seen the test files from it. The image quality looks fine. Uh, autofocus, I don't know. It, it, it's on a Nikon though, so it's not, it's hard. It's harder to tell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the current Nikons at least. Um, okay. Next, next question here. What's the worst experience you've had in the field? With like just in general, like with a person, an animal, like uh, I've had a lot of anything. Okay, hmm. I think one of the I'm not going to mention the name of this person, but I think you know what I'm talking about this person. Is, let's just say has an unhealthy obsession with owls. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was going to. Sh it was like some shit you see out of a horror horror movie, bro. Like it was. I'm, okay, so I was shooting. I was trying to go photograph some barred owls a few years ago, yep. and you know, like a lot of photographers in my area, just they like it's like they leave their house when the sun rises, and mm -hmm. then the time they don't get there, like especially in the summer, like in the size of in the summer, when the, when the lights are already harsh, like it's still like usable to shoot under the canopy where they are, like it's still it's but it's you know what I mean, yeah. And um, 
I'm never getting there. It's like I'm already on my way out, but so I'm like, real, like I'm just into myself. You know what I mean? I'm not like, I'll just be in the like walking through and like if, if no birds are singing, no water, not listening for wildlife, I'll just like kind of like, have my headphones on. Like it's dark. Even if I hear anything, I'm not going to see anything. Yeah, I'll have my headphones on or just like just singing along to a song. And I'm just doing, I'm doing that. I was like, I was like singing that, singing something with my headphones on. And then like as I'm getting to the owl, owl spot, I take it off. And I, I see this little big big figure like it was like light, tripod like I thought I thought it was like I thought it was like a big boulder. The, it, I'm sorry, but it it, it was the dark. Yeah. I thought, I thought, oh like, my god! <laughs> I thought the tripod lights were like on like a ominous figure tree. coming from the coming out of the forest. And it wasn't still. Then I remember like okay, I remember like I'm sitting near it. I'm like I'm like there's a bench right near there, right? Yep. And I six LCD screen turn on. Like, like with someone's fucking flashlight. And like, then she's like, hi, Jack. And I go, well, I, I actually think, I'm like, I wasn't rude or anything, but like, holy shit, you skip it. Like, I kind of got a little mad. Like, I'm like, I was here for fucking 10 minutes. Didn't even say anything. Yep. Just standing there, like, dead silent. Didn't even move. And I just like, oh, I'm actually getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It was really freaky. And the wood again, <laughs> still like, it was still dark. This is like, uh, like four forty-five in the morning in spning that's so funny oh, yeah man, like, that's oh, man, i'm so like oh and she started live and then i remember this person started live streaming as likes started coming out i'm just trying to take my picture and she's like getting me in the live stream like saying my name and I'm, like i said hey i'm like she wouldn't end her live stream like can you end this for a second like i just I don't, I don't want to cause a scene on your live or anything but i said can you just not like i don't want to be in that video just please don't like say like you know what i mean like Especially if I don't know if I don't know the person like that, like I don't. It's not like me and her go back. Like we're day one homies, you know. It's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. That. So it's like, you know what I mean. And, and this person also kind of has a very weird reputation. I don't want to be involved in that satanic ritual bullshit, you know. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. Satanic ritual. So well, could, could you elaborate on that? Well, okay. This person has been known to upload not just photos of wildlife, but also some very. Trying to like make it too obvious, but just very satanic, like evil. <laughs> and I just, you know what I mean? Like, I people have messaged me about that because, like, people have realized she was in my location. Oh, she, she's based out of another location, but another city. But she spends a lot of time in my area because it's really good for owls. Wait, which city? Um, this person's based in Ottawa. Oh, okay, that um, makes sense. Then. That makes sense. Yeah. And <laughs> that makes well, perfect Ottawa, sense. Uh, Ottawa and Kingston are both very known for their owls. Yep. Because, you know, Kingston, Amherst Island, both places in Ottawa. But she spends a lot of time in, in Kingston. And people ask me about her, like, oh, like, were you, um, has you ever run into this person? Like, oh, I hear she's a nut job. And like, and just, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things. And I don't, I don't, I'm not really going to get into what I think about that person, but I just don't want to be associated. I don't want my friend to be associated with Satan. <laughs> yeah 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 no i people like i mean yeah, if I I love, people people would like i joke about i have a really weird funny sense of humor like i yep. have like a yep. like, thick sense of humor so like not everyone's gonna not everyone's gonna understand that like no one not everyone's gonna see that like not everyone's gonna see him joking like you know what i mean oh yeah yeah no <laughs> no i, I don't i've I had very many that. i've had okay here's a question for you okay yeah have you ever had like a Probably not, because I mean, we're not. It's not like we live in Alaska with like fucking brown bears and mountain lions. But have you ever had an encounter with a animal, like a, like a 
that you were kind of like kind of not concerned for your safety but a little bit like okay like this is like like a, for example like a coyote coming too close or anywhere you kind of felt a little bit concerned for your safety with an animal with an animal probably okay. a human <laughs> um with an animal i mean okay so there was this cemetery that i used to photograph at uh occasionally for okay. coyotes okay. and yeah there were a lot of people leave food out um on the graves it's just part of their culture and right. what happened was these coyotes started just like coming up to people and oh, yeah. like kind of grabbing grabbing at them and attacking them so th- these coyotes have been at- these coyotes did attack people and they actually got put down recently um oh. unfortunately but i was there and there was um uh, probably about 10 of them so there's a bunch of pups and uh, the parents and they're oh, yeah. all they're all surrounding me and oh, they're, they're they're walking up to me and i'm just like oh shit like um and this is a few years before that family started attacking people like like fully like yeah. they were like they, they would be a little aggressive but they weren't like it wasn't like they were like grabbing old people and dragging them away or anything like that Jesus, and, yeah. and i'm surrounded by them and i was like oh shit what the fuck uh what the fucking fight these coyotes the fuck? yeah yeah and then they came up to me smelled me and then left and then I, I kind of went back to that spot a little while ago a, a little more recently and i've kind of come to realize that they actually i think they're smelling the uh this one greek dude like, i don't think they recognize him like visually but they recognize the smell like there's a there's this weird greek guy up there who uh hands out hot dogs to them yeah and so i think yeah. they were think they were checking cause i look sort of vaguely greek sometimes and I, I think they were kind of checking me out to see if uh if i was in fact this uh this guy uh and then there was another time when i was out photographing deer and i was in a blind and then they smelled me and bear in mind, I was in a spot where I was allowed to be, but there's not usually people there. Yeah. And they all started surrounding me in my blind. So there's about 20 of them. And they started like huffing at me and like mock charging me. And there was like oh, this, yeah. like yeah. this, there's this fence behind me. And I just like said, fuck it. I stood up and just jumped over the fence. And they started running at me. And I thought I was going to die. Deer? Deer. Deer were doing that? Yeah. Was it in the summer with fawns or like in the winter? Or? It was in the fall or like late summer yeah. fall. So I guess the yeah. yeah it was it was weird, um yeah no I I've had I've had baby deer attack me before fucking... yeah they'll just little like and no one believes me but they fucking ran at me and then started like like trying to like jump on me and like knock me over. You know what happened? Did I ever tell you the story? Uh, it happens to I hear about it a lot in BC with the barred owls over there, but this happened to me and a few others on the trail a few times. Is that oh yeah, people with long hair. Like I when I when I had my longer hair I. It would kind of like I kind of like put it back in a pony, yeah. like a ponytail, then it'd yeah. like stick over my hat. So okay. like, my my theory is that it looked like a squirrel tail. Yeah, yeah it looks and it like a squirrel. And when you'd be walking, and these barred owl juveniles would just dive bomb you. Like you yeah. know what I mean? They would like, yeah, yeah. Try, not at your head, just like out of nowhere. Like I, I was looking for the owls for uh, this location. They kind of they really kind of disappear for a long number of weeks in the summer because it's so much foliage and they're moving around so much. Yeah. I'm looking for it, and I thought honestly, I thought it was like a black angel of death coming to take me. Because I thought it was black, <laughs> dark, burden, like, like what the fuck? And I just like it got. I like, actually, I have a, like, a little scar under like under like by, by my neck. Where I'm, oh, I know why I had. Wow, that's that's intense, man. Yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't hurt. Like it didn't hurt at the time. Yeah, it was yeah. Scarred, though. But it was then. It, like I thought of it, and I. I was kind of like looking at me trying to figure out what it was. And I feel like then I like put my hair down because I heard they were doing this to other people. And all the people that I've been to had long hair. They're all girls and gnarly. And like this one jogger got, got it really bad. She had like 
she had like a she like called her Scarface because like she had like a oh, wow. was a joke wow. way, but she had she had like a scar on her cheek for like the longest time from it. Like their their and their talons are been sharp. Like, yeah, that's that's it, wild, man. Yeah, okay, they, and so... I've heard people in BC like that story with Bardell that's doing it's like the weird stage when they're the juveniles they've been known to do that. Yeah, well they're trying to yeah they're more aggressive and they're trying yeah, to figure out what they seen, can hunt for. I've seen um like not barred owls but great horned owls um uh, i find great horned owls when they get like in you know in august or like late august early september mm-hmm. they're, like, they're like they look fully developed pretty much like their ear tufts are maybe a little uh different but they're pretty much a fully developed owl by then because they're born a lot yep. earlier yep and i've seen i've seen one like not early like broad daylight but it was like early morning the sun's just coming up so a bit darker in the canopy but usually yep. they're strictly nocturnal and they would um I saw this one, this one grab a juvenile turkey by the neck, just get on the ground and fly with the turkey. Turkeys are heavy birds. Yeah, they're very heavy. That's wild. Like, this is a juvenile, and I take it up and just then I remember like into a tree. I come back and it's roosting with a like a turkey stomach all open, eating feathers all over the ground. Yeah, that's that's significant. And, and it's ta- and it's talons. Like and it's like just to hang to having the turkey by the neck while it's roosting, turkey's dead. It was fucking the guts. So I have a picture of it, but it's not very good. But yes, send it, send, just... send it to me um, after this. Yeah, for sure. curious to see yeah, it for sure. Um, yeah. Okay, I should move to the next question then. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to tell a little story right now. Okay. And this is a, a portrait shoot that I was on with my friend, and uh, you you know which friend I'm talking about here. Um, okay. And we were doing this kind of cowboy. It was like a very um homoerotic cowboy shoot let's put it that way (laughs) uh just just for his his personal use and um my buddy who who was actually assisting me on that shoot he had to take a shit in the field yeah and (laughs) don't worry i'm gonna i'm gonna get to the point of this because it is is irrelevant um (laughs) yeah so he take a shit in the field and he walks back all the way to like these bushes and he you know pulls his pants down takes a, takes a shit he steps back slips into shit falls down oh god yeah yeah and he's like covered in shit but he doesn't realize he's covered in shit okay oh god yeah <laughs> um and what he ends up doing he comes back to us he's like oh man dude i just uh, let me get, let me get the expert oh man dude I, I just uh i just got fucked right over there i just like i i slipped over and like thankfully i didn't get any shit on me but man that was real bad and then I'm looking and I'm like, I'm smelling like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, dude, turn, <laughs> turn, turn around for a second. And his entire back of his pants, his jacket and shoes covered in shit. Oh, and yeah. we're on the, we're in the middle of the shoot and it's like raining and there's like people around. And I was like, okay, fuck this. We're, we're done. The shoot, the shoot is officially over. <laughs> yeah. we, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't keep progressing on this. Just the yeah. shit, co- this shit covered man. And people and then... people around and we're like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, let's walk back to the car. And, you know, it's about a 15-minute walk back to the car. We're walking back to the car. It's, like, raining, and he's just covered in shit, smelling horrible. Oh, and, like, oh. we're, like, looking at him, and it's like, oh, dude, you're you're disgusting. <laughs> and there's, like, these kids walking by. Oh, God. And the so kids bad. are looking at him. They're just laughing. And I'm just, and it's like, oh, oh. we're being associated with this. And then I we get back to the cars, and I realize I'm the one who drove him. I have to drive him. There's no, there's no way for me to get around this. 
so put I trunk, so, put him in the trunk and wrap him in the fucking so, so so yeah, we'll we'll get to why I couldn't do that um, in a second. But we're walking. I'm like walking around, looking around. I was like, oh shit, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with this shit? And luckily, there was an outhouse nearby, and I told him, I was like, look, buddy, go to the outhouse, <laughs> like clean yourself up the best you can, and throw your pants away because your pants are not usable anymore. You cannot you yeah. cannot come back from that. Like the the dignity is no longer there. <laughs> so, um, he goes up, he goes over and he goes over to uh, the outhouse. You know, takes his pants off and cleans up a bit. And, you know, covered. Co- he's still covered in shit, right? Like, like you, oh, you can't just you can't just wipe that crap off. And yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> literally, yeah. So he comes yeah. back and he's like, in, his jack is wrapped around because he's like, you know, bearballing at this point. And oh, um, his pants are in the garbage bin. Shoes are off. He's like <laughs> barefoot, bareballed. You know, just like tied up, just covering himself. And then we get to the car. I'm like, he still shit on him. And I'm like, oh fuck, what am I gonna do? So I'm like, I'm going, going through the car. I'm like, oh, thank God, I have some newspaper here. So I laid the newspaper out and just, you know, bared up and then opened the windows. Bear in mind, it is raining right now. Oh, Open the windows. I'm like, oh, it's going to be like mucky and gross. And so we just there in the back and just, it just smells like shit. And it taught me a really important lesson. And the important lesson is always carry toilet paper and Lysol wipes when you're out in the field. Yeah. So my question to you is, do you carry toilet paper and Lysol wipes? Yes. Because one time, so this would happen. I think when I first started, I had to take a shit in the field. Yep. And I, I so I found I didn't know where to go because it's a very public place. So I had to go deep off the trail, and I'm like it's full of ticks. I'm like I just felt bad taking just pull my pants down because like to take a shit because I was gonna get ticks up my ass or something. Or I guess snake was gonna burn <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, then yeah. Uh, I took a shit. I just didn't think. So fuck, I have no toilet paper. <laughs> and, it was the, and this was the fucking milky shit. Like it was disgusting. And um, <laughs> what I ended up yeah, doing, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and what I ended up doing, I uh, had my underwear. I just, I took my underwear. I think it's disgusting. I feel horrible for even saying this publicly, but <laughs> I took my underwear off, wiped my ass with my underwear, and I had to leave it there. Then I'm walking with my pants with no underwear and thinking my eyes sweaty. <laughs> but I, 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 I was gonna. <laughs> oh my god! That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't see me right now but my face is just bloodshot I, I can see you I can, I can see you, you oh my god I'm, cr- I'm, I'm literally like, crying bro, I literally oh. saw your face that's why I was laughing too oh. bro you turned it to fucking Jack Black with red face paint fuck I know see? I know oh my god Dude, I thought anyway <laughs> then I, I gave my this was, I was kind of a little bit chubby back then I was yeah, like, yeah. I went to a chubby stage. So I was like, keep in mind, like, I sweat. And then I had a really bad fucking rash. I had to walk, like, eight miles back. And then bus home. Bus home. I don't <laughs> yeah, fucking drive. Oh, no. Oh, and but I, I didn't smell like shit or anything. It was just, like, I just, it was uncomfortable. I was, like, walking like I had a fucking dildo up my ass. You know what I mean? Like, it was, <laughs> I didn't want my legs to touch. I didn't want, I didn't want my thighs Yeah, no, to I, I, I get that. I get that. I completely understand. So, like, I'm walking like I'm fucking like a, like, I don't know, like some fucking monster from disney like spooky scary you know what i mean like yeah and uh and then ever since then it was a horrible experience and i remember i had a very similar experience but i brought but i i brought a i don't i don't know why i was at home packing didn't think to bring toilet paper i just bought a fucking old dish towel <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then so then one time though then like 
very similar situation to be told with your friend. I fell. I didn't, didn't get any on me. Was confirmed. Oh, okay. Thank God. Thank God. But but then my legs like landed like in a bushy area. Yeah. So, and I had like fucking like uh, like four ticks on the one side of my thigh, back uh, of my thigh. I did I uh, didn't notice. I didn't notice till about a day and a half later. They're already deep in Dalton. Like holy fuck, it's a big old fucking blackhead. But then I and I was I went to a party. And I thought and honestly, I thought I didn't. I wasn't really aware of ticks very much back then. I thought some fucking chick gave me some fucking disease or something. What the fuck? <laughs> Honestly, I did not know what it was. Then I like my, I, my mom's a nurse. Like, mom, what the fuck? Mom, what's this, man? Like, this doesn't embarrass me. I think I got like fucking AIDS or something. I don't know what it was. I'm really uneducated back then. But oh my god, I think check out the fucking take. When were you in the woods last, man? Off the like, yesterday. And like then we got to like uh, my I just and then I'm like I got panicked. I popped him like a pimple. I popped him like pimples. That's not the safe way to do it. Yeah. At all. They can like regurgitate in you. I guess what gives you the line. Yeah. But thank God I'm fine. So and then I've, then I just uh, I always have toilet paper, or there, or I just yep. I always bring toilet paper and baby wipes and hand sanitizer. Yeah. No. No. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I've I've had to do it a few times where I didn't have that around, and it just makes the experience yeah. like on it just makes it horrible. And what so. I've been doing now though is um I'm actually packing like these rubber gloves because I've been uh because I've been doing a lot of macro shooting lately with frogs yeah. right. And, Sometimes like I, I I try not to move them, but yeah. I mean especially like I will I will like flip rocks, but then I don't like really move them from there. But plus with the shallow depth of fields, like either background could be like right behind it, and it could still blur it really nicely. Yeah, yeah. And I mean so like I but I always bring gloves because one time, oh my god, I uh I was flipping a rock when I was younger looking for snakes, and there was like there was a big water snake under it, but then mm-hmm. there was also a, a massive dock spider, and like right near my fingers where I had it. Got the rock and it got on my arm. Thank God the I had to let go of the rock, but thank God the snake was already out, so it just get crushed. Thank God. Yeah, but it's just I just oh I can't, that's why I can never I can never lift rock with bare hands. Yeah, I mean I I understand that I I carry gloves with me for a different reason, and it's because I find a lot of injured or sick birds. Oh yeah, that's I, yeah I, yeah. There was a whole incident I had where yeah, there was like the, the mystery of uh, of my location. Yeah, I should. I wish I had a glove for this time because they tell you about the barred owl I rescued the other day, like at the creek with the off leash dog. I said that down to the group chat. Well, there oh, was an off leash yeah, yeah, dog. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what, was what exactly dog. happened? So there was an off leash dog at two huskies. He was letting his dogs go all over the creek, like running through. Like, you know, it was a, he was already there earlier and his, the, his dog had like a snake in his mouth, but they like, let it go, like play with it like a stick. And, like, I, 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 the guy was so fucking, it was like some college. It wasn't like it was a guy before yeah. okay it was a guy before then he must have came back or get a girlfriend came back with the same dogs different person Ugh. same dogs yeah and then then i left like this idiot the guy wasn't listening to me he's just like oh man don't worry they're they're fine they're not gonna hurt you it's like just something older dude not older but i don't know like yeah they, they always said they're not they're not gonna hurt you but it's like yeah i know they're yeah, not yeah, gonna but, hurt but, me but yeah <laughs> but but also but also and it was uh came near me he was thinking i was I wasn't even listening to his owner. Like I was calling him constantly. It's like he had the most stupid names, like Paula. Like who the fuck names your dog Paula? Like that's like name of your cat Paul. Or it's like, like what kind of name is that for an animal? Like like I don't know. Like they seem like some I don't know. But anyway, he's like cure Paula and like just like it's fucking so annoying. And he was thinking I was I was his owner because it was following me. And it would like shake off in the creek and I'm like, great. Now I smell like wet dog. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. It's so no, annoying. I get that. Then, then I made my way into the woods, you know what I mean? Went to another part of the creek through the woods. I was there for like another hour and a half. 
And I'm like, I come back and I'm holy shit, I see this dog cross. I'm like, I thought it was like white coyote for a brief moment. It's just oh god, I'm like fuck, that guy's still here. Then I I'm so I'm trying to avoid the area again. Then I hear this girl screaming, oh my god. And then she's like <laughs> freaking out, freaking out because um her because I've seen the barred owls at the spot hunt really close to the creek and they land on the ground yep. and catch crayfish, mm-hmm. but they like yep. honestly just stay on the ground for a while. And this oh, yeah, dog yeah. was running through, caught it. And then she's like, oh my god, the owl. And like she's like, it was like uh she said she said it was like an owl or a penguin or like she literally said oh my god it's like an owl like a fluffy penguin or something like she said like she's some stupid like some college girl right so i'm like i'm looking like what the fuck so i go over there i, I knew it was a barred owl because a dog like 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 in its face it's not eating, touching it or anything and so then it was in a state of shock because mouth was just open and then just eyes wide open like it just wasn't moving so i just and she was like i said at least back your dog up she didn't think to do that so I just okay, so like if fuck you're gonna be so fucking stupid and bam, and I just I picked the owl up, just moved him ten feet into the woods. The mother owl is also going nuts. Yeah, no, I imagine, yeah. So I just I, I was really scared so fuck. I don't like I gotta do something because this girl's freaking out and her dogs won't get away from the owl. So I just prayed to God I wasn't gonna get a dive bomb. I didn't. I picked it up, ran it about two feet into the woods, put it on a log. Watched it, it was kind of further away from the noise at this point. Abel looked at me, kind of just like looked at me for a second, took off into the tree. We're uh, perfectly uninjured, but fuck, people are so stupid. Because what if I wasn't there? Like that girl, like she was just, she just didn't seem like know she wouldn't know what to do. Like she's oh my god, like just freaking out, panicking, trying to get a video on her phone at the same time she's freaking out. Like ugh, people just annoy me. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, people definitely annoy me, and I'm sure yeah. a lot of listeners would agree with that sentiment yeah like, people suck people are Same thing, yeah. it's, not, it's not the dog's fault because like it's yeah it's the dog owners like i mean dogs weren't well trained nothing is like it's like the dog can't train itself it's its natural instincts you know what i mean it's just gonna yeah. you know what i mean like but the owner like they, they weren't even calling like i've seen dogs in that park before like they'll go off leash when the owner says here buddy like this is they see them going near people they'll like, yell its name and it comes right back these dogs weren't even listening, and this guy's like right behind it. Like they can clearly hear him. They just weren't listening to him. And they were like, like they were not like puppies. Like these dogs should be well better trained. Yeah, I mean the, the dog discussion is a topic for a whole another episode, right? It's yeah, like, it, it's a that's a big topic, and um, yeah, I mean I, I've had a lot of bad experiences with dogs in the field. Um, especially yeah. in Toronto, it's a big it's a big problem. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so I think we'll ask you one more question before I wrap this up. And mm-hmm. that's going to be, so uh, for those who know you, you are well known in our little sub community for having your pants falling down often while in the field. Yeah, um, how is the belt treating you? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> how is well, the belt treating you? Because I did not see your ass crack last time we met up. Okay, so uh, yeah, specifically because every time like it's not even, I don't even realize it. Because for example, in the winter time, I don't really like I don't, I don't really want to wear jeans. Yep. In the field, and I I'm often like bent over like trying to get eye level. That's when it comes down. Okay, like it's not like it falls. Sometimes made when I'm always leaning over constantly, it's gonna naturally even with a belt or tight fit, it's gonna make a pants fall down. So yep. I don't, and I plus it's summertime when I last met up with you, right? It's like it was just last week. Yeah, it's hot. I don't do well in the heat, so I don't fuck. I'm not wearing jeans, so I just I wore like regular basketball, like regular shorts, like like armed armor shorts, with a fucking belt, like 
wrapped to it as tight as possible. And so I, I'm purposely wearing like a baggier t-shirt for you wouldn't notice that. Yeah, you know, like, it, I looked ridiculous. Like it's yeah, the... Under Armour gym shorts. Thank God you didn't. I don't think you did. You notice the bells on there? Okay, I didn't notice the belt. I only noticed the fact that your pants didn't fall down. Yeah, I was yeah, actually surprised. So... I was thinking about after. I was like, his pants didn't fall down this time because every yeah, other time they... I've shot with you, your your pants have fallen down. But yeah, like just just to be clear for the audience, it doesn't mean actually like falling down the yeah, no other like, way. But just like. There's some fucking, there's some fucking ten good ten pounds of crack to get us busted. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a good. But you know what? When um when I was shooting with you in the winter, I had oh, to, yeah. I had suspenders because I knew that my pants were gonna fall down. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, I remember. Like, yeah, I remember. I saw. I remember like a few times. Like, remember when we were shooting? Oh no, it wasn't. Uh, remember in Algonquin? I think. Like I think um. Uh, no, it wasn't Algonquin because we weren't really getting down on the ground. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Okay, we, we were. Oh, no, no, no. I want to think it was. No, where sometime we were shooting. I think. No, no. I remember what it was. Um. Okay, I don't actually remember. I think it was that one time. Yeah, I was thinking this recent time we were at the creek. I think. I remember we were trying to get low for that pectoral sandpiper. Yes. I th- I thought like okay, I don't know I don't remember what it was but I remember one time I fucking. I saw your fucking ass crack. I'm like, look who's fucking talking. Like, you know what I, mean? <laughs> I remember, remember, I remember I was shooting with Rain. Um, um, Rain, uh, not fucking the people who don't know, like, not actual Rain, but a guy named Rain. Um, Wings by Rain on Instagram. Shout out to him. He was, um, I was shooting with him and he sent a picture of the group chat. I was trying to photograph, a, I was photographing a cowbird on the ground again right on the ground yeah and he says he said my nickname drew peacock in the field that's my my instagram <laughs> not my instagram my, my, my ebird's stage names you know what i mean i, just put, <laughs> I don't want to put anonymous eberger because that's some sketchy way i just put drew peacock so um <laughs> and then he says, I mean, that's, that's everyone drew peacock in the in the field and just, it's just me like all bent over i look like weigh 400 pounds and just the worst possible angle of me <laughs> and just my fucking bro, like like my ass cracks fucking <laughs> fucking and it's yeah. fucking glory you know what i mean <laughs> fuck i did be fucking dirty there i didn't even know it until i got home and then i remember your response that i'll never forget is it. like he says i've shot with him so much i recognize that ass crack anywhere or something like that. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I tend to try to oh, pull... i know that i know that ass i know that i ass tend to crack. try to pull my underwear up higher so that that shows first so like you definitely yeah. will see my underwear. Like it's like I like yeah. neon neon fucking red underwear. Neon red, nice. Or orange I mean, or green. I've had or some. Blue. I had this. I had this one underwear that was like these like boxers and they were like the egg with the eggplants on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I remember. I, and like you know those are like weird. Like there's like uh, you got them at like uh, some weird fucking store. But I remember like there was like one like there was like one with bananas. There was one with like. Uh, there was one with actual cocks on them once, like just straight up dicks, like, <laughs> like all different colors. Oh man, I, I, it's gonna be really yeah. funny for people coming into this podcast thinking it's gonna be yeah. super serious and just hearing this bullshit. <laughs> just hearing all this, like, just a bunch of like different colored cocks on your underwear, like, especially near the end. Like, you're probably like, gonna wrap it up in a nice way, you know? Like, no, nope, no, nope. uh, no, just talking about fucking cock. I was, the, yeah. Oh, I, I forgot to yeah. ask you. The question about your poutine okay so um this is the best way to end it right here stay yeah. tuned yeah yeah yes yeah, yep yeah. okay 
you know, uh, so Jack and I were photographing owls. I spent, uh, I don't know, was it five days with you or four days with you? Five days, yeah. Yeah, five days, and we were photographing owls every day. Mo- some of the days we not so good. Some days we got some great shots, well, and I mean, we went to a, we went we went to this bar in Kingston, and I ordered I ordered got you a beer and you got a poutine. Yeah, and you drank almost none of the beer. You because uh, of the poutine. Because your, re- that, that, <laughs> your your reputation that, yeah. was uh was uh, at a at yeah, risk there. Like, especially <laughs> that time, I was fucking. That was around the winter time, like around yeah, right it was, after Christmas. Well, it was I after was Christmas. Yeah. Ham- I was getting hammered a lot, so I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it, and yeah. it was after a long day, so we were pretty busy, pretty tired. We were having some chats, and and I think I ordered onion rings, and you ordered poutine. My onion rings yeah, were fine, and um, makes... your poutine. Oh man, that it thing... tasted good. Like it tasted good, but I, like I was shitting logs for like <laughs> fucking like, a week. Yeah, no, like the that whole week I was there. Was fucking, yeah, I remember that whole week we I was had there. Like, early. Yeah, yeah. It's like the first day. And, oh, remember that burrito? And remember the burrito we got? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Burrito place, like beef. Like it was a really good burrito. No complaints there. But I mean, the boot team was good too. But that burrito doesn't usually give me the shits. Well, it it did first time for like one day. For one day, it did like, but then yeah, I mean, it's a it's a lot of week. it's a lot of fiber, a lot of like just gassy stuff, right? Yeah, and also then also um, plus while I'm still recovering from that poutine, I eat a fucking yeah, extra large dude burrito, dude. That poutine, like you, we got back to the place and you're like, dude, I gotta use your washroom, and you just spend like yeah. half an hour in there, and then like in yeah. the morning, you you say like, oh, oh, sorry, I'm a little late, I have to spend half an hour in the washroom again, and then like in was like was it like the middle of the day, I think. We're at lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like every yeah. single day for like multiple days. Yeah, Dude, it's like, was, it was, it was even after hour. you left, I remember after you left, you like, holy fuck, Alex. Like, I'm still like <laughs> dying. Still like I'm still dying. Like I remember, I, I think I, I think I puked once. Yeah, yeah, you did, you did. Dude, you left that washroom was you destroyed that toilet. Like oh, it was like it was rough. I had to use the washroom afterwards. That was that was fucking oh, rough, man. Oh, dude, that's yeah, that's fucked up. That's fucked man, up. Man, you know, I'm gonna have to call this podcast. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to call it like no, you should call shit, it like shit tales with Jack or something. Shit, no shits and giggles. Call it that. Shits and giggles. Perfect yeah. name. Yeah, perfect both name. <laughs> both in life and in uh, just like literally, that's what we're talking about. Oh yeah. my god. Oh shit. You know what? I forgot to I forgot to talk about something in here. I just realized. Yeah. My fucking I rant. Missing, my fucking missing, rant. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, literally yeah, right yeah. before this podcast, I was watching a video and they're talking about aperture and stopping down. It's like, well, why shooting wide open ruins your images? Okay. And by the nature of what that is, you know, yeah, that's that's right. Stopping down can help your images if it works for the scene. You know, stopping down will give you a little more context, get a little more detail in the background. Mm-hmm. The issue that I have. And just so you guys know, this is this was not a wildlife photography video. We're just like a a different genre, it was like portrait photography. Mm-hmm. The issue I had was that all the photos looked better wide open. Like every single yeah. scenario looked better wide open. And I think yeah. the only reason he stopped down was because his lens was not sharp wide open. And it really yeah. really rubbed me the wrong way because <laughs> like imagine as an educator. Imagine you're talking to students and you're like, oh yeah, don't, don't do this, do this. And then you show them example and it shows the complete opposite of what you're saying. Yeah. Like I can see that. He didn't think that through. Like if he showed landscape scenario, that would have been perfect. Would have been great. But for what he was doing, fuck no. Yeah, like if you're saying like portraits, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
He said he was shooting portraits, right? Yeah, he was shooting portraits and lifestyle and stuff. And just every single one looked worse. And I've seen yeah. I've seen people to do it for wildlife photography too. They'll make the arguments yeah, well, stop down. Very common in wildlife. It's very yeah. common. I'll stop down to F8, you know, increase your shutter speed, increase your ISO. It will help your image quality. And it's like, it might. It ha- it, it can help in some scenarios. But then in other yeah, scenarios, it, make it, yeah. it just it fucks up the whole shot. And it fucks up the aesthetic. Right? So what do you, like, mm-hmm. you, you need, people need to be a little bit more genuine about what their goals are right it, like a lot of people they'll say oh yeah, it looks bad look something looks bad it's like ah, it's not, not really it doesn't look like having a depth of field fall off on the bird yeah that can look really good it's gonna be really creative yeah i i love it because i mean i don't know it's also when you're seeing something actually i love the actually a little bit of the fall off on the bird like, I, I because, love it too but when you're okay look i'm what i'm doing right now i'm like my my eyes and like my mouth is like right into the level with the microphone. Yep. And I'm, if I just look at my eyes, like focus on one part of like the tip of the microphone, everything else is blurred around it. So it's yep. like naturally, like you like your eyes are not at f eight or like f fourteen or whatever. Like it's I don't know. Like yeah, it's like eyes f, don't it's have like f two point two equivalent or something like that. that. Yeah, something is like that. that. That's actually crazy. Yeah, it's I mean, a um, forty five millimeter f two point two something around that. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I can see that, but um, you know what I mean? It's it just kind of looks weird. Like it honestly, like it, really, it looks over. Um, especially when those when you do those um, kind of really clean, we're on a stick photos yep. at f eight. Okay, so you already have like the background could be artificial or it's like really mm-hmm. really far away. So even f eight is still gonna be blurred, but it's like it looks almost like a cardboard cutout. It, it sometimes. is. It's very cardboard cutout. Very yeah, two-dimensional, very it's, shitty looking. Especially when you, especially when you do the edit, because you're probably going to mask the bird and enhance the bird <sighs> yeah. a bit, creating it even further, looking more cardboard cut out. It just looks, it looks. I don't even know how to say it. Like, I don't even know how to like say shit. it. Like, it, it, it looks yeah, like it looks shit. Garbage. Yeah, exactly. It just. Yeah, like, I, I don't it would look so much better. Like, I mean, it would look so much better. And like, I know people. Like, I see like um. That guy, uh, the Australian guy, uh, Jan, I don't know yep. if I'm pronouncing it, Jan, Jan Wagner, is that, Wagner, am I, am I pronouncing that right? Uh, we, I, I think so. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, something like that. But he's always saying, yeah, he has a point, but yeah, the new cameras can handle higher ISOs better. But yeah, but he's not really compared to like, but obviously like, you still can like, I mean, like it's still obviously going to look better if you want to get the best image quality possible. Like, I mean, it just looks so like two-dimensional boring. When you with a really one solid color background at f8, yeah. at least give it some like at least a little bit of dimension with a little them. bit, a little d- dimension, a little depth, a little bit of foreground. Yeah, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. And I personally don't like that style. Like, I, I don't I, like, like it either. I know, because it's like it's kind of like defeating. Like, I'm not saying it's not wildlife photography, it's it is technically, but it's not how you see. Like, you never you don't see birds in the wild with with pink art like they do you know the shots how they have like this like sandy like a pinky sand like a like background like it's yep yellowy color like it's not how you, you never see wildlife like that like it's like i'm not saying to stop down to f11 in a forest where there's gonna be tweaks and all distractions like for example um even if you're in a really busy environment obviously they stop down but it doesn't mean like it's not it's never going to stop it down and it's never going to make your background completely one flat color like it's it's going to be blurred you're not going to see details on the trees behind it but you still know they're trees yeah well i think i think i think the issue right is that people they're 
trying to control distractions, but by doing so, they're over polishing the image and it creates yeah. this aesthetic where there's nothing of substance there. Exactly. Like, it's just, it's, that's what. It, that's why it's called a bird on a stick because there's nothing else. Like, it it can be on the same perch, same pose, but if it's got some more context to it, it's not just a bird on a stick. Yeah. You know in, what I mean, in, in the um, in the previous episode, I I was talking with Elise about the um, uh, echo chambers, right? And we we're talking about how yeah. there's no objectively good or bad images per se, just about your goals. But I think mm -hmm. that a lot of these people who shoot that style don't have that mindset and they do think that what they're doing is objectively good objectively better and the the yeah. mindset right well it comes from if there's less distraction your eye goes to the subject faster right and yeah, yeah. That, that's true that that's a hundred percent true yeah the less there is in the scene the more your eye will go to the subject but at the same yeah, time the less there is in yeah. the scene the less there is to look at therefore the image yeah, becomes exactly. a little you're, more you're, you're just you're just looking at the bird and oh what else because i find I like images that like they include context and like some nice background, but like your eye goes to the bird, but then after you when your eyes start to wander, like and you start to see oh look, it's on a nice perch, and then you see, oh, it's in a forest. Like you're you know what I mean? There's as long as it's not distracting from the bird, but like still context, you know what I mean? Well, it's, you know what? Like I think to a certain degree, anytime there is context, it is gonna distract from the bird a little bit. But I think that's okay. Yeah, but it's because still, it's, it's still, adding yeah. to the overall image. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not just the bird. It's like, yeah, the bird is trying to capture, but you're also trying, a lot of times trying to capture a bird in its environment. That's yep. two separate things, you know. So it's not like, yeah, because I mean, if you just want your eyes, this person's eyes, just to go to the birds, bird, and then, then yeah, if that's what you want and that's what you're into, then then do the bird on the stick style. You know, I, I remember. I remember when you said, um, this is back when we first like first met, um, mm -hmm. a couple years ago. You were telling me about like photo critiquing and like I, we were talking about it because you're like that's what you do is part of it you're instructing people you know and stuff yep. right teaching is that it does and you just mentioned this to me i was like because honestly it's so true and i never thought of is that you know you got to find what that person's goal is you can't critique an image like if, if they wanted for example it could be like a soft shitty blight poorly composed but if that's what they wanted to go for if they wanted to, if they wanted to get a shitty, out of focus, poorly rendered photo, just just a shitty, extreme example, and that's what it is. Like they've accomplished. And that's how you yep, critique it. Exactly. But I mean, yeah, I'm not saying I don't think a lot of people in the right mind would want to get an out of focus shot over a focus. Like unless they're trying to do some weird art, art, artsy trend. But yep. just you know what I mean? Like oh no, hundred percent. Right. I feel um, like we should start to incorporate that more in like the rate chat for certain people because I know. Some people, like, it depends on that mindset on the photography. Not everyone goes out. I realize not everybody goes out to shoot, have a plan, and have a goal. People, some, a lot of people just, I did for the longest time, like, and I still was taking decent images. Just go out, have an idea, but not really know what kind of image I want. And I've also noticed, like, since I've started kind of um, setting goals in my photography, it's improved me a lot. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've, gotten, I've have, gotten, yeah. Because you kind of you kind of focus young. more on you kind of focus more on that to just like go see what happens. Yeah, that's something that that's helped me too is creating different series of images. Because if I don't have that mindset, what happens is I default to my like what's easy, right? It, it, it and it just yeah. happens. I, I rather you know push myself a little bit to create a set of images than try and not push myself 
and just be safe. Yeah, it's true. Because I mean, if you're safe and you know you're going to get it, but if you yep. take that risk of you know trying to do something else, you could you can come out. You might not come out with anything, but you could come out and you have to be really persistent with wildlife photography. And yep. I find if you just, if you come out, if you come out, you know. If you come out, if you come out with nothing, but you keep going back, you're eventually or probably going to get something amazing instead of just going shooting like mallards or something at a local duck pond. But you know you're they're going to be there. You know you're going to get the best shots you probably can in the situation, but you can come out with much better if you try. Keep going with the other thing. Yeah, I mean, in the case of like the mallards at a duck pond, I think people think that they've maxed out the spot when there is a lot more potential there. Oh yeah, they have yeah I used to think that too. Because uh, there is, yeah, there's. It's just people uh, often look at the obvious, but and honestly, in my opinion, any location you can make good photos out of. But some might be a lot really difficult, or some might be really easy. Yep. For example, that um spot, and the waterfall spot we're we're gonna go to again. Like, I I really I've been going to that spot for a long time, and I mean not really mainly for photos. Or I, I really overlooked it. Like I mean, like I, I thought, like I didn't know, like I could, I really overlooked it, and that's one of my like, that's an amazing spot. Oh yeah, for, totally. For it is. It's amazing. It is incredible. The potential it's there not, is amazing. It's not, and it's not super like it's not easy to shoot at, but it's not like, super advanced. It's like intermediate. It is, like, yeah. But it, like you can get away with pretty good shots without needing. The most extreme technical knowledge or uh, yeah well, i think it's mainly corrupt. yeah honestly yeah because i honestly yeah you definitely need like a good is is or a, a tripod though it's like I yeah, mean, yeah yeah shots we were getting if we were shooting regular shutter speed they would not look nearly as good oh yeah no like you you need they, that they, extra they would, they would... you need that extra slow shutter speed to get the look it's you don't need so you don't need ridiculous you don't need ridiculous though like i had some yeah. shots that are at one fifteenth, right and that yeah look good yeah Obviously, yeah, I loved a lot of my shots were one fifteenth. Yeah, obviously, though, like, eight seconds, like the other shot I had. Ooh, oh, it's beautiful. It looked, it looked amazing, but like you know, what I mean, you don't need to do eight. Yeah, seconds, you don't need eight seconds. I think like one second would like, be fine. I feel yeah. I was, I did one. Like I can handheld. Do you know that golf shot? I think it was at like one. Like I don't know the term, but it's like not a full second, but it's like zero dash three shutter speed. I was yeah. that was handheld at that speed. I can do really slow speeds on that lens, but it's, I don't know, but it's only going clear. It's pretty much a single shot at that point, right? Because it's, yeah. can't continue. It took about out of like 10, I got that one really, really sharp. And plus, I was like leaning against the fence too. So, yeah, no, I, I, um, I ended up actually switching to my controlling my camera with my phone, turning oh, off yeah, my yeah. IS, and then using, um, the camera as like remotely. Yeah, I was. I'm thinking about doing that for um some wide angle stuff, like with uh maybe some certain kind of birds. Yeah, I mean, like they're gonna have a frequent an area because um yeah, I know tough. I have a really it, yeah because you yeah because you can't compose then um you can't compose, but if you already compose, you know what I mean. Like if you could, if you know what way the bird's gonna be facing, that's the only difficulty because like you can compose it in a nice scene, but if the bird lands on a certain area, then it's like facing the opposite way where it's supposed to be looking towards. Uh, I mean, it is it is. A certain, there's a certain degree of luck there, right? Um, yeah. You kind of have to treat it like almost like a camera trap, except you're triggering it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I think we can wrap this one up. All right. Um, 
thanks for coming on jack i will have you on again no problem this was fun this was awesome this was super uh interesting i think it's gonna be interesting there's there's a there's a big mix of stuff here right no you should call it mixed personalities or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is actually not a bad idea i'll I'll have to think i'll think about it um i also have i'm also diagnosed with mixed personality so i mean i the perfect title <laughs> it, that that would be a good title yeah yeah um yeah it was a nice mix of stuff it, we had really lighthearted stuff kind of like regular conversation about photos then we had some really heavy stuff and then we just me, talked about that, shit for that, half an hour yeah like shit and shit and uh weird people by uh, <laughs> the hour story yeah. yeah oh man like yeah. i was i i cried of laughter like, bro, your face this. went red bro like i'm like my face gets really red in the sun. Like my face get really red, but holy fuck, you reached another level. Dude, I was like a tomato. I was like a fucking tomato. It was, bro, like he was so fucking funny. Bro, like it was so weird because all the definition in your face, like just went one solid color on my yep. screen. I thought it looked like Jack was like you got like the long hair and the beards. So I thought you were Jack Black for a second. It's like <laughs> your face, like it's just like Alex Perdita turned fucking Jack Black. Or like, bro, that wasn't that was like. The short devil. It's not even short Jesus. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well yeah, anyway, make short Jesus, short Jesus the thumbnail. You gotta do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll make short Jesus the thumbnail. I'll have to make. I'll have to call it uh, like mixed personalities, heavy topics, and lots of shit, maybe or something yeah, like that. That that sounds like that. You know, those really like podcasts are kind of like just a nice, like chill kind of vibe. Yep. The titles are like that. They're just like random titles. Like they'll be like. Uh, I'm not sure I watched this Joe Rogan podcast where he inter- it's a very chill vibe yeah. podcast there. He was interviewing this, um, he was interviewing uh, some rock star from the 80s. And he, the title was just called Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Like, just, you know I mean? That's a great title. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. Um, do you have anything to, you want to leave the audience with? Um, about what we talked stuff. about. Okay, yeah, it was, um, it was really great, you know, to uh, talk about photography like which a lot of you people like a lot of people probably know me as more it's also really nice to get into some deeper things because i know i but i have told a few people about it and i i people have reached out to me after saying i really admire you for telling me that because i mean i've gone through similar issues so i know which has it's kind of like a good feeling not to feel alone in that situation especially in certain communities Dude, it's, it's so it was, it was really it was really good to uh touch on that topics as well as touch on topics more like what I'm known for, like my photography. And this was just really fun. This was like, this was, this was awesome. I got to come back on here again. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely have you on here again. For real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks everyone. Um, This is wildlife photography unhinged. I'm your host, Alex Burgess. And thanks for coming on Jack. Thank you. No, oh, yeah, no problem, man. That's yeah. right. Fucking is a cut now because I, I <laughs> see ya. You're reminding me of Scott, so I started laughing. Really, it's like I'm your host. Like I'm your host, Scott Keys. Like I just, I just that's what I'm sorry about that. I'm still recording. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs>